Danny is with us today and wild man. Danny is a connoisseur of the UK prison system, done almost 20 years over a dozen different prisons, various situations and scenarios, but fascinating story. There was a dead body in a house that yeah. you had lived at. Yeah. What yeah. was the circumstances around um, that? Well, what happened is, um, before I got my IPP charge um, in 2007, previous to that, 10 years ten years before in 1997, I'd lived uh, in, a, in a house with my ex-partner. And uh, during that time in that house, um, you know, I was involved in criminality and stuff like that. Mostly uh, stealing cars and putting car parts and breaking cars and stuff like that. Um, so... Uh, fast forward, fast forward uh, ten years when I'm locked up, I'm sat there watching Granada Reports, which is our local TV thing, and I'm thinking, looking at the TV, thinking and talking about a murder and a body that's been sat in a house for ten years, and I'm thinking, look at me, that's my old street, you know, that's my that is my old street. So comes like association time, goes downstairs, goes downstairs, gets on the phone to me, misses. I was like, fucking hell, I went, been a murder on our old street, you know. She's like, oh, you're joking, you're joking. I was like, seriously. Um, so that with that, and I uh, put the phone down anyway, it gets banged up. So two days later, I rings her again, Sean, yeah? And uh, I swear, she was like, absolutely crying her eyes out. I was like, what's up with you? She's like, like, absolute wreck. Was, calm down, calm down. She went, oh, that body in that house. She went, it's, it was my old house. It was our old house. She went, the police had been, I told them you used to go down the cellar. I was like, whoa, 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 Ooh. what are you saying? Do you know what I mean? I said, listen, I said, stop, stop, stop talking. Do you know what I mean? So... She said, I told them you used to put your car parts in the cellar. And I was like, oh, my God. Because I, I was on remand for two armed robbers at the time. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, I can't fucking believe this. This is, this is going to be a fucking murder charge. You know what I mean? I just didn't know what was going on. She said, the police, the um, murder investigation team are coming seeing you in Forest Bank. And I was just like, I thought, is this, is this actually happening? Is this for real? Am I being set up or whatever? So uh, police come interview me, uh, murder investigation team from Bolton it was, came in, sat down, she went um, asking me about the, the address and stuff like that and, and, she, and uh, she says to me, uh, have you ever been in the cellar of, um, I can't remember, if it's 30, uh, 16 Equitable Street and I was like, well yeah I would have been in the cellar because I was being straight with them because I, just, yeah. I knew I weren't involved, it was nothing to do with me. So I said, yeah I have been in the cellar, I used to use it for put car parts in and stuff like that. Um, she said, well, we've found a body of somebody that's been missing for 10 years. We found her buried in the cellar. Um, um, he said, you lived there in 1998. Um, 1990, you lived there in 1997 with your ex-partner. I was like, yeah, I, I used, you know, I did used to live there. Um, I said, but obviously this is nothing to do with me. He said, well, uh, with information is that uh, you're involved in this murder. And I said, I'm, how can I possibly be involved in this, this murder? I said, it's nothing to do with me. Um, but what all they were doing is because the the guy, what had happened is there was a guy, a woman called Dorothy Carr, and um, she had been murdered by her partner. Uh, he killed her and he buried her under the York flags in the cellar. Um, but uh, like I'd left car parts in the cellar and stuff like that with my fingerprints on. So what, when he buried this poor lass, he put um, he put a stolen wheel that I'd left in there and he put it on top of the York flags. But on this wheel and other parts are my fingerprints. So this is another factor why I was factored into this this murder because my fingerprints were found in the, at the scene of a murder. 
Um, so they come, they come. Obviously, they knew it was nothing to do with me because it was a partner that, I, that, I, that killed her. You know, I ended up getting. I think he ended up getting like eighteen years. But you can imagine, it was just like I just sat there, a man thinking, this cannot be happening. That must be a nightmare going through oh, that. Come, ah, it was just you know coming up visiting me and stuff like that. Um, you know, um, when your fingerprints get found at, at something like that, you, you just you just I was absolutely questioning myself. I was thinking, you know, I was just like. Uh, you know, what is going on here? You know, my head just could not accept it. Because you know you're innocent, mm. but you also know it's easy for them to stitch you up. Yeah, yeah, and that is that's the thing, you know, with the, with the police. And I've been stitched up early in like '98, where they recovered a thumbprint. Uh, they said they recovered a thumbprint off a money bag, which I know for a fact they didn't because they had a set of gloves on after a robbery. So yeah. it was. But I know it. I knew it. Go. It doesn't. Might not go on as much now, but it got, went on a lot in the '80s and '90s. So. Razor. So you mentioned you got an IPP sentence. Can you just explain what that means exactly? For yeah, I, uh, IPP for people that don't know, uh, it's an in, it's a, a sentence for the indeterminate protection for the public. Um, and these sentences are given out to people that are prolific violent offenders. Um, they were subsequently brought out for sex offenders, but uh, judges kind of like started dishing them out to everybody, started giving them out. Um, everybody was getting them. So if you had any kind of violence or any kind of uh, um, serious offences on your record or your uh, your offences were escalating, um, you was going to get an IPP, which is it's the equivalent of a life sentence. Uh, obviously, I'm still IPP, I'm f- I, and my license is ten years, but I can be rec- recalled at any time. You know, for the for the for, for, I've been out three years and I'm still high risk now. So it's paroles, the pro they could parole you and recall you at any time. I've been I have been recalled. I was released. Uh, I got out in 2015 from Kurt Levington Prison, and um, I, I got released. And I, I, like I said before, I couldn't I, I couldn't handle it. I couldn't adjust to being life outside. You know. Um, you know, like mobile phones, places have been knocked down. My kids had grown up. There was in the twenties, and um, I just didn't want to be out. It sounds it sounds crazy, you know, because I worked so hard in in my sentence to get out. I'd done everything, you know. I'd done all the courses. I'd done extra. I did all, I, I, everything to get a job to settle down when I got out. And when I got out, I just couldn't fit into society. I didn't. I, I felt more comfortable being back in a cell. You're stranger in your own town. I aren't was. You? I was. You know, um, because when I got released from um, Category D, I'd worked all the way there. I had a job for like 18 months, so I was working out. Um, I'd never had a job in my life, Sean. You know, I'm ashamed to say that. You know, I am ashamed to say that. I'd never had a job in my life up till then, and that was the first time that I stayed, started paying tax. And um, it was the first time that I actually understood what it was like to work for something and own it. So with that kind of ethos, I knew what it was like to have something stolen, you know, what yeah. you work for. Yeah. I got that. I finally got that. I was like, you know, people work hard for the things and people steal them, you know, and that I didn't really get it till then. Um, so when I got my job, when I got uh, released from Kurt Levington, um, I was working in Newcastle in a, a restaurant. I was just washing pots. But it, you know, like from getting out of prison and going washing pots and going back, it was it was a job. It, was a, it paid tax. So when I was released um, from Newcastle, they, they put me back to Manchester. So I've gone back to a place where I don't know nobody. I've got I, I, my, my, my family are literally like strangers to me. You know, it's just it was just sad, and um, uh, I didn't have no friends. Um, I did have friends, but they were all criminals. You know. Yeah. So after a bit, uh, after a bit of time. 
just, I just, I just felt like I didn't fit in, and um, it, I just felt, you know what, I wanted to go back to prison. I just didn't feel right, so I did, so, you know, I did something really stupid to get myself recalled. What I did is I went and got a lot of amphetamine, and I ate a lot of amphetamine. I made myself that ill. I got rushed to hospital, and I got, and I, and I got took back to Leeds. So I was in Armley. I got recalled in Armley. So obviously I'm coming down off all this speed in Armley. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever been to Armley, but it's one of the, the worst prisons. I've been to some prisons. It's one of the worst prisons I've ever been in. So I'm coming down and off all this speed, and I'm, I've just been released after doing like 13 years, and I'm sat on this massive wing in Armley and thinking, what the fuck have I done? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I've just lost everything. <laughs> Crazy. That's what happens when you're institutionalised, you know. I, I've gone from... When I first got locked up, I'd gone from um, wanting to do anything and everything to escape, like thinking, right, I'm going to get sucked to court, I'm going to escape, I'm going to slip the cuffs, I'm going to take hostages, I'm going to do all that, put knives to throats, everything. And um, I went from that to, in the end, doing everything to keep myself locked up. Look. You know, polar opposites, you know. It's just You do actually plan different ways, don't you? You think that... I found that one of the easiest ways in America, anyway, would have been if you have to go to an outside hospital. Mm, yeah, yeah, definitely. I want to escape. Yeah, I yeah. Have a, I escaped uh, when my mum was dying. Um, I escaped from hospital, slipped the course. I, put, I got some margarine. I put some margarine in an old brew bag, plugged it. Stuck, that's sticking up your ass yeah. and those that I don't know. So I stuck it up my ass. So I'm sat there with a the course. My mum's dying. Do you know what I mean? And, and this is the men- this is the kind of mentality that I had. That I just didn't give a fuck. You know, I, I, and I've got the margarine while the two screws are sat there. I'm cuffed, I'm double cuffed. I've got the margarine here and I managed to get it on my wrist and I managed to get the cuff off. And um, there's like this heart rate monitor like next to me. He like, he's put these things on and all that. Bleepy. So I managed to get the cuff off and wrap it around this thing. So I thought, that's he's going to be tied up. Yeah. But, um, so, but there was another one. So I've just bolted out the room, gone um, right through the, the infirmary. And uh, the screws ended up rugby tackling me outside. They ended up fighting. He's ended up get. I've got one shoe off. So we're rolling about outside this infirmary. It's crazy. Do you know what I mean? I've got margarine all over me. So I ends up getting. I ends up getting off with one trainer. I ended up punching him in the bollocks. And I ended up getting off. So I was out for about a week. I was out. Do you know the mad thing about that? I had, a, I had three months to do. I had three months to do, so just, that's God. the sort. That's the way I used to be. I think. But at the time, he wanted to see. At the time, him, I was yeah. like, oh, I want to see my bird. I want to see my bird. You know, yeah. so stupid. You know, and not only that, but it, my mum was dying. You know, and I, I don't think that I kind of like um, grasped the, the, you know, the the situation. You know, it was going to be the last time that I seen her alive. You know. Um, and it was the last time that I seen her alive, and it, you know I always feel guilty about that because it, uh, you know, for my own selfishness, um, you know I ended up and get that's when I ended up getting caught, got put in stripes, and I was like cat A, and I was just like, oh, it was just you know just like one thing after another, you know, just um, but escapes like always on your mind, isn't it? Yeah, 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 definitely know, is always, you know, always uh, on your mind. I bet you were proud of your first wage check as well, wasn't you? Oh, do you know what? When I first got my first wage check, I think it was I think it was like about two hundred quid or something like that, and I were proud about it. Yeah, you know, yeah. I was just like you know, I worked hard for this, and I, I was paying taxes, and you know, there's nothing, no, and that's what I wanted to do. You know, that's that was like the kind of thing I wanted to get out, and I wanted to get a job, and. I believe that because I had a job while I was working at Kurt Levitt and that I was going to get out, I was going to go straight from there 
um, and get straight out and get a straight get a straight job. And um, that wasn't what was happening. Do you know what I mean? So when I got out, I was going for job interviews. And um, because I'm class as a life uh, life or IPP, uh, I have to disclose my um, my convictions. Obviously, I've got firearm. I've got a, p- a possession of a firearm, and I've got robbery, and I've got police assaults. I've got offences. I've got like seventy odd offences going back all the way back to 1980. You know. So those your main jobs, the big guys yeah. gone now. You can't do the door no more. It's not no, like it used to be. You can't do that. You can't think because you, you need a badge. You yeah, know, you back in the old badge. days, yeah. Yeah, and you, you can't do any yeah. form of security. I can't do anything. I can't. You know, um, I can't work with vulnerable people. I can't work with kids. I can't work with. Um, you know, I can't work as a, a security guard. It's just so many things. Do you know what? I went for a job in an hotel and I couldn't even get that. You know? can't get your CCJ you can't, to go and build sites. You know, once you've been in prison for a violent offence, um, like I said, they do all these courses. It's like, do you know what? I'm going to keep my head down. I'm going to do the courses, and that's what I wanted to do. And um, so I did all these courses thinking I'm going to get a job. When you get out, nobody wants to touch you. As no. soon as you start talking about armed robbery on a, on a fucking job interview, they're like, whoa, do you know what I mean? You like, just end up with like a whole load of different certificates, yeah. don't you? Well, that's what happened. I ended up getting recalled because they were going for, I went for like 15 jobs and nobody touched me. Yeah. And so my money was running out from what I'd earned from the job in prison. And I was just like getting slowly depressed and more depressed. I think I'm not going to get a job. My money's running out. What? I'm going to go back to offending. That's what I'm going to do, Sean. Do you know what I mean? That's what I know best is yeah. go back to robbing cars and selling them or go back to doing armed robberies, what I'm not very good at, you know, so... So. A lot of the Americans watching this, like where we were at, guns are common. Yeah. You know, you get a Saturday night special for fifty dollars. <laughs> right, right. Throw away. In this country, guns are illegal. Americans might not understand right, that. Right. So, how easy was it for you to get a gun? And what was the nature of the fire, the weapons charges that you ended up with? How did that come about? Um, well, it was a, it was a Glock gun, and it was like um, that's what the cops have got. Yeah, in America, that's what yeah. the cops have got. Yeah, but that that was the only thing that I knew about it, and um, uh, that was on an armed robbery and what had happened is we'd done this armed robbery and um, the guy that was supposed to have got disposed of it disposed of the gun and stuff like that and burned the car out what he actually did is he, he didn't do a proper job so and what had happened is they, they took the cartridge out of the thing and they've got my fingerprints on the inside it's just like schoolboy stuff you know You've, I've cleaned the outside of the gun but on the inside on the on the casings my fingerprints are on yeah. there you know so when they've got that they've recovered it and they've linked me to an armed robbery at a supermarket in Manchester so and that's when I ended up getting seven years for that you know I got charged with a gun uh, possession of a, a firearm and ammunition with intent to endanger life and robbery and that was my first proper prison sentence in seven years. Yeah, a lot of stories yeah. too where people have done the bur- the burglaries and that and instead of just tossing the gun in the river to give it a yeah. to get rid of yeah, yeah. and instead of him tossing it in the river he's gone to resell it to make mm. a bit more money mm. and that's how they get caught. Yeah, you well, know that's, right? I, yeah that's what, you know, I put... It's stupid, but, you know, you've got to look back. I was a lot younger then, you know what I mean? I was in my 20s, and I was a lot naive when I was in my 20s. Yeah. Um, and you pay people to do something, and you expect them to do it, you know. Why I didn't why I didn't keep the gun myself and put it away? I, I just, I suppose I just wanted to get rid of it, you know. I was just like, right, but I'm get rid of that, and then let him get rid of the car. Pay him 500 quid, he can get rid of all that. So when he half did the job... Well, in your eyes, the and I'm job's reading it in the paper. Yeah. I'm reading about it in the paper, and I'm seeing a car that's half burnt out, and I'm thinking, oh, fuck me. Do you know what I mean? I know I'm getting a knock on that door, and that's yeah. what happened. I got a knock on the door. Um, yeah, you know, it's as simple as that. You know, you, you can clean the outside of something, but, you know, if you've touched it or you've got your fingerprints on it, DNA is just, you know, 
it's just so advanced now, you know, you only have to touch something in sweat particles or skin particles or one air, one air follicle. They've got you. Know. They've got you, you know. You said earlier about the prison you went to wasn't the worst one. Yeah. What was the worst one? Um, I think probably the worst prison for me last time when I got recalled, I went to HMP Armley in Leeds. Um, that was just like one of the, you know, I, I don't care about what people say, you know what I mean? But I, I've been intimidated and I've been frightened when I've been in prison. And I felt intimidating and I felt frightened in there. And I'm a big guy, you know. Um, when I was in the landing at Leeds, um, there were guys smoking spice, attacking attacking not only staff but inmates. And, um, this whole spice thing, it, 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 all, it all kicked off about then. Um, so, you know, people are getting attacked for it, people are getting stabbed for it, people, you know, they're just doing crazy kind of things. And, you know, there was some characters on the wing and um, they were locked up for some quite serious charges. One guy was in for uh, taking a machete to some people in a park in Leeds. He'd, he'd got off his head on spies. And he'd set about a woman with an hammer, and then he'd set about with some other people with a samurai sword. Well, wow. I didn't know this, but I'm having it with this guy on the wing. He's called Casper, this kid. He's from Leeds. And um, so I'm training with him and all that. Everything's all right and sweet. And then I, I go, I goes on the wing one day, and I goes past his door, and I look in his hatch, and he's lying on his bed like that. And all you can see is his eyes, and I'm like, you're all right, Casper, you're all right. And he's just staring at me like that. You know, just staring me out like that. And I went, oh, fuck off, you weirdo. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. he jumps up, he went, nah, mate, nah, mate. When I walked off, I thought, nah, man, you're a bit fucking wrong, you. Do you know what I mean? And I just kind of give him a wide berth. And then I found out about the charges. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the funny thing with him is he ended up, um, he got moved off the wing. And he went to another wing in Armley, and um, and, and the governor's come on. He's gone down the stairs, and the next thing he just banged the governor clean out, like like a, a grade three governor just knocked him out clean. You know, and there was a scuffling. I'm thinking, lad, you fucking really yeah, set yourself up for your sentence. Yeah, Ed had gone. Do you know what I mean? I thought you don't, you haven't realised what you've just done there. You know, so way to screw is one thing, but when you start banging governors about, you know, you're going full Sutton or Long Larton or Franklin. That you know? space is just the downhill for most yeah. of the prisons now. I've never seen anything like that. Well, it's it, that, yeah. and I mean, back in the day, prisons was prisons with yeah. proper guards. Yeah, yeah. Now they're all like security guards, yeah, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, they haven't got a clue. They haven't got a clue. Group more, four and stuff. Like Forest that. Bank is the worst for it. Forest Bank is straight out of finger, they're straight out of university or straight out of college, and the green is grass and they're straight on the landings, and they're the most easy people to manipulate and condition. And if you're a guy like me that's been in jail most of his life, these are like putty in your hand, you know what I mean? Exactly. You can't bring stuff in in a crack, you know, and that's what happens, you know, people, you got officers bringing stuff in, left, right and centre in there, you know. They're like community yeah. police, aren't they? Yeah, they are, that's what they're like, you know. Yeah. They've never had a fight in their life, you know. No. Strange ways is a different ball uh kettle flesh out together, you know, he probably got some decent screws in there, but who, who, you know, they got a good grip of the jail. Yeah. But um like Forest Bank, like the one of the most corrupt prisons I've ever been in, you know, it's terrible. When I first started in Walton doing yeah. proper screws, like, and they beat the shit out of you. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Shoves out, you know what I mean? Yeah, back in the day. Yeah, like, yeah, back in the but day. I, mean, I first got locked up in 89. We respected that in a way. Yeah, yeah. You knew where you stood. We well, knew where you stood. Yeah, exactly. You know I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, in 89, I got locked up. Um, I was like 15 in 89. I went to Inley in York and uh, Wigan. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you what, what a fucking experience that was. Anybody, <laughs> no one's ever done jail, so they've been to young offenders. Spoke to the young, young offenders. Young offenders. Uh, you got a young offenders, yeah. Yeah. That scars army. you for fucking life, honestly. <laughs> um, so I've gone to Young Offenders on 15, lots up for stealing a car, driving with no insurance, blah, blah, blah. So my mum had just bought me a brand new pair of new balance trainers. So I get, get Sue Inley, I'm chained to this guy who's locked up for murder. 
and um, he gets there and he gets off the buzz and um, it ends up going you, you get uh, like processed so you get put in like a cage you sit there so you sat there like sitting ducks and like in this big cage and you've got these guys that work on the reception and they go to the gym and they've got all the food and they're fucking pretty hench, you know what I mean? I'm just some kid who's been fucking on whiz and smoking weed. I'm, man, I'm yeah, 15, yeah. I'm skinny as fuck. They're healthy So they're like fuck. hench as fucking thing and they're giving and all scousers, everybody yeah. with scousers on reception. As soon as they, and they're looking at me and they're looking straight down at my trainers, I'm thinking, these are fucking well gone. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so the next thing goes through to this cake, put me through to this little cage. It's just like a wooden door with like a little hole in it, a little piece of metal. And this scouser comes in, he comes in, he, he just looks straight in my trainer. He goes, what size are them, lad? What size are them trainers? And I was just like, size eight. Best <laughs> <laughs> of it, yeah. So he went, listen, lad. He went, I went, yeah, fucking, do you know what I mean? I couldn't fight a paper bag. I was just a kid. So I'll give him my trainers. And he ended up giving me a pair of Reebok Classic. So I've got the Classic. I've got them on. So the next thing, it goes through to the other part where you're getting a bit of food, yeah. So I'm sat there, I'm on this bench. Next thing, this other scouser just slips anyway. Yeah, like, get them fucking chainers off. I'll like, snap your jaws. Thinking this can't be happening. He gives me a pair of boating shoes. Yes, yeah? so, <laughs> so I've got a pair of boating <laughs> shoes. Flip flops by the time you go out. Well, we've, we've I've got these boating shoes on, and then it's time to get to the wing. It's like seven, eight o'clock at night. I've got these fucking prison pants. Like, they don't even fit me. They're like three quarters up my leg. I've got a shirt that's five sizes too big. My hair's not been cut for fucking a year. I've got these fucking pumps on my trainers and I just look like a victim. I just fucking hell. And the bullying was just rife in there, you know. It was like, you know, I got on my cell bell. I was on the fourth landing. I, I've been used to being on, in, in police station pressing my thing. Yeah. So I pressed my cell bell on the fours. Next thing's come up like that. Open, open the door at like 12 o'clock in the morning. Rag me clean off the bed. Slap me. Slap <laughs> me. Silly. Yeah. Slap me. I was just like, if you've ever had a proper slap, you like you get like dazed, you know what I mean? I was like, what the fuck's just happened there? He went, don't press that fucking bell again. I was like, yes, sir. Yeah. <laughs> you used to be on the police station, yeah. aren't you, though? Know? Yeah, yeah. And then the next thing, and then about an hour later, just for, off no reason, he, he came up with his mate and did it again, slapped me again. Honest <laughs> <laughs> to God, you know, prisons, prisons back in the 90s and that, but... Just stay just, off the button until you're getting yeah, stabbed. Yeah, yeah, I never touched that button again. <laughs> yeah. My mum gave me a packet of Super Kings, like big long cigarettes, like, I'm like, can I have a lot? <laughs> <laughs> Cigarette old Ben. Oh, so was God. that your first sentence then? That was my first sentence, first bit of a man for stealing cars. Yeah. Stealing cars. Yeah, was I, that the I, first crimes that you did? Do you know, my fir- the first crimes I did were, uh, were probably in the late 70s or probably about six or seven burglaries. Burglaries. Just had this thing about it. I wanted to break in places. I wanted to steal. I don't know what it was. I think... I think stealing things gave me gave me some sort of a buzz, you know. It's just um, did, did commercial yeah. or did you did, did private? commercial burgs? I was I was like burgling factories. I was you know um, just breaking in places, and I was starting setting fires. And I was up to well, that's less stuff. time as well, isn't it? It's, yeah, it's better calming and less yeah. time because once yeah. you start doing sneaks mm. while people are in yeah, the bed yeah. and all that, you get I never a lot got of time. into that. I never got yeah. into burgling people's houses. I started off, um, yeah, or breaking into factories when I was a kid. I just think it was just like something, just to like uh, to escape what was going on at home, you know, all the violence and all the drinking and um, just, uh, um, you know, just to, just to get out and have a bit of fun. That's the way I've seen it, you know. What was going on at home then? Just um, 
all brought up with uh, my, both my parents were al- alcoholics and heavy drinkers and a lot of domestic violence um, so I, all I've seen was domestic violence from being a young age you know my was dad was that them fighting each other or beating you that up was my, no that uh, basically what happened is my dad um, used to get drunk and he used to beat my mum up okay. he used to really knock her about and stuff like that and you know there was a lot, a lot of that going on and then um, when I was 10 my, uh, my brother he was 16 he died of a brain tumour <laughs> yeah and I was 10 year old Bloody and um, what happened then is um, obviously the, the family dynamics just went to shit. Then, you know, yeah. you know, like you know, my mum just totally lost the plot. She had a really bad mental breakdown. And I ended up going with. I ended up living with my dad and my sister. Ended up going with my mum, and my dad didn't give a fuck about me. He neglected me. He never, you know, he, he disappeared for like three or four days, and he wouldn't come home. And this was like in the eighties. I was about uh, 80, 86, and like, you know, he, he, next door neighbours was like, you know, where's your, where's your mum and dad and all that? And I was on my own, do you know what I mean? Yeah. I was like, fucking surviving, f- fending for myself, you know, I'm to go and blag food and. Eating sauce. Yeah, eating, you know what I mean? Anything that was in the house. <laughs> yeah. You know, fucking hell. You know, bad times, you know, and, uh, you know, I, I think a lot of my behaviour was like, was linked to being left alone for long periods of time, you know, and having to having to survive. What about friends and schoolmates um, and stuff like that? Do you know what? I didn't really... I, I had a few friends in school, but I used to steal a lot of stuff from school, Sean, because I was poor. We didn't have nothing, you know. We had... I always remember going to school and um, I didn't have a PE kit and uh, we had a PE teacher called Mr. Stralcon. I was like, right, fucking twat. And uh, he said to me, um, right, you're doing, the, you're doing PE and all that. And all I, had, all I had was a pair of wellies and a pair of purple underpants on. And he made me do, he made me do the 100 metres in a pair of purple underpants and a pair of wellies. So I'm looking down at this kid and he's got night trainers on, night shorts, all the night kit. And I'm looking down, I've got a purple underpants on and a pair of wellies. I'm having night. Yeah, do you know what I mean? You come I'm back like, round to you back when you got in prison, though, didn't yeah. it? So when I, went, <laughs> when I went away on the school trip, he had his night, he put his night and all that. So I robbed his night <laughs> <laughs> I robbed his night trainers and I robbed his jacket. So anyway, I bundled him, got him, got him home. And I'm worrying about the street and all that. But what I didn't know, my uh, one of the teachers went in the school and she went to the lower year and she went, does anybody here know anybody that's just bought a night jacket and a bike? No, she, my mate Malcolm goes, yeah, my mate, Danny's got new trainers and all that. Lost <laughs> <laughs> me straight up. Oh my God. So he came up and seen me went, she went, where's the trainers and where's the jacket? <laughs> <laughs> so I was busting around in this last trainers and jacket, you know, it's that just being brought up when you're poor. I think that's, I just, I think that's what I wanted to do, you know, just wanted to have money you know when you're poor and you get brought up you're just you're walking about with holes in your training is there you're... wrong in that though is there really no there's nothing wrong in that you right? want to bring no, yourself no, up don't no, you no that's it there's nothing wrong in that yeah it's just um, yeah yeah it's uh, there were hard times I've been brought up like that you know, so you're like a young lone wolf criminal yeah, yeah I was yeah you go to young offenders Mm. Are you making some criminal connections now and like that's, getting more yeah, established? You know, that's uh, the thing when you get to prison. You, you do, that's like a learning thing. You know, it's like learning college at, at prison. You know, I was I meeting people, I was meeting lads from Manchester, like Salford, Wivenshaw, um, not so many scousers and stuff like that because they were like that uh, north south divide in prison, you know. Uh, even scousers were robbing scousers in Italy at that time. You know, what I mean? they were ruthless. I, yeah, you know, they were ruthless for robbing their own. I was thinking, hang on a minute, at least we're not robbing our own. Blah blah blah. But I did start making connections with these Salford kids, and they're like, um, you know, uh, start getting cars and start selling them over in Manchester. Start getting a bit more money. I was getting like three hundred quid for a car, and they were getting like five ton. And uh, I got talking to this kid from Wivenshaw. He's like, if you can get them cars, I'll give you five ton, five ton all day just to get one car. Do you know what I mean? So I ended up getting in with these lads from Wivenshaw and Salford. 
and um, that's how I uh, started getting onto the armed robberies and st- you know that's you know you make some big connections in there but you also learn a lot in there as well you know because you do you got nothing to do have you you sat around for 24 hours and all you're talking about in young offenders is what are you going to steal when you get out you know what I mean what are you going to do What are you going to start selling drugs are you going to do this you know, there's no plans to go straight, is there? No. You know? You're always meeting connections, aren't you? Yeah. And as you say about with Scousers, mm. whenever I went, I started off in Walton, mm. and then we ended up in Acklington, North Umberland. But yeah. when I'm down there, yeah. they're like, ah, oh, he's a Scouser. Yeah, tea yeah. leaves then, the thieves. Yeah, yeah. It's the accent, because you've got it? that name. It's the accent, I mean? isn't it? It's like, yeah. even though you might be from Wirral or Birkenhead, and like, the, the accent's similar, isn't it? You know, yeah. people just think Scouse straight away, you know? You know pick but up they have got a bad name in jail for robbing, like, they have. yeah. Oh, yeah, they have got a bad name in jail. You're been my trainers, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they go with packs, don't they? You know too, I mean? like, like taking my trainers off. <laughs> yeah. I still have thinking about that. But you know, another mad story about that is is that um, uh, when I went back about two years later on, I had these Reebok boots on that my mum had bought me, and I just thought, you know what, these are not fucking going anywhere. <laughs> yeah. So I've gone in the shower, and I'm having a shower. I'm a little bit old, a bit two year older by now, and I put a bit more timber on, and I'm having a shower, and I look back, I can see this kid, he's fucking aiming. So I got out, and I was like, uh, I said, you'll have to kill me to get my boots, you know what I mean? Just like bravado kind of yeah. thought, you know? So this kid was this kid from Salford. I don't want he's like, you know, I want your boots and stuff like that, I'm going to kill you and all that. I was like, you're going to kill me for a pair of Reebok boots, really? Do you know what I mean? Just fucking crazy, you know. So that jump then from car theft to armed robberies, yeah. did that phase you in the beginning? That or was it like something that everyone was doing and you thought it was cool? And let's um, just do it. No, I mean it's like there is a bit of a jump there, but like for me, I was like always into nicking cars and driving. So uh, I, you know, I've been driving since like fourteen or something. So I, and when you start driving when you're fourteen and you're getting chased off the police, you're in, you're in, you know, you're in situations where it's very stressful. But I, I managed to get away a lot of the times. Um, so when people see that, these older guys see that you can drive and you, they see you in these cars and that. This is where um, you know you get you get picked up for your skills in driving, and that's what I used to do. I used to drive at first. I used to drive on a few, few bits of work for people. I'd be driving, and then obviously I get asked in. You know what I mean? Do you want to come on a bit of work with us? Do you want to do a bit of graph with us? Um, and that's how you do. That's how you make that jump. You know, it's all about trust, or Sean. You know, you can't these some of these guys that I were grafting with. You know, they'd already done like they'd done some big bird before. You know, they're not just getting. Uh, they're very careful about who, who they want with them, you know, because you, you're getting caught, you're looking at, like, a 20-stretch of some, some of these graphs. You know, people are going to squeal on people, you know. Yeah. It, happen, it happens, you know, people start squealing, you know, and, it, and they want somebody who they know that's done a bit of jail, that's gone to jail, kept their mouth shut, you know, because, you know, I, when I, I've been in jail, there's just so many fucking grasses in jail that I've grasped people up, you know. Oh, you, yeah. you, or you talk to someone and say, oh, they're grassed up off him. It's in my depositions or uh, gone QE against me and stuff like that, you know. So, so when you first held a gun as a young person, mm. did you get that powerful feeling? Yeah, definitely. You get like an it's like um, it's like a fear thing, innit? You know, um, when you start pointing a gun around and all. I remember this guy who had this gun and um, he was doing armed robbers with it, and he was he said to me, he was in the flat. I was only about 17 at the time and um, he'd probably done a bit of graft with it and he's like, if you're going to do an arm robbery, how, you, how would you do it? And I was just like, I got the gun and was like, give me the money, give me the money. Like that. He went, nah, nah. He went, give me the fucking money. He put the gun right in me. He went, that's how you fucking do it. Do you know what I mean? I was like, oh, hang on a minute. Do you know what I mean? He got carried away. Yeah, you know? yeah. I was like, oh, 
But um, just to have it, just to hold it. If you're, if you're elder, obviously you have done, but they're heavy, aren't they? Do you know what I mean? They yeah. A lot heavier than people actually think than, you know, you actually see. Um, but they are heavier. And the, the kick that we used to get off them. Um, but I think it's like respect. Uh, once people know that you've got a strap, a gun, people kind of keep away from you or just... Um, you know, it, it's the ultimate kind of protection that you can have. Not much so over here, though, Sean. Do you know what I mean? A lot in the states, I suppose, but over here, um, you can get hold of them. But you have to know some serious connections. You know what I mean? You know, you can get all the shotguns out all over the place, but yeah, you know, yeah. for a proper a, a proper handgun, you know, you need to be knowing some people. You're not you're paying good money to. You're paying, a, you? you're paying a lot of money, mate. You're paying a lot of good money for a good gun. Yeah, mate. do you know what I mean? And you can't just. So, like, meet someone in the pub, you have to yeah, know yeah. them. Oh, you know, you have to, you have to know people. Get, if you meet someone in the pub and say, yeah, yeah, yeah. you a gun, you just yeah, walk yeah. away just from that. bring the police that. on you. Exactly, you know what I mean? Yeah. You get yeah. your BB gun, you get exactly. the police to jump all over you when you get out. <laughs> 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 I've got a guy, you're asking me for a gun. <laughs> get on the fucking floor. Mm. What the hell? So, we, we had shooting ranges in Arizona, yeah. and we grew up to the desert target practice. How did you practice? Well, I just used to practice up on the moors. Do you know what? We used to shoot at stolen cars. We used to shoot at, um, um, like, big pit, tins of paint. Uh, shot at, um, you know, big gas bottles, shooting them, trying to get them to explode. All crazy things yeah, like that, you yeah. know? All bonkers stuff, but um, I don't know. I don't, I don't think you can actually explode a, a canister with a gun, even though we give it a good, gar- a good goal. The bullets just bounced off it, but... Um, yeah, just um, or, uh, homemade targets and stuff like that, you know, like uh, cutting things out of cardboard. That's what we used to do, cut um, like a silhouette of a guy out of a cardboard and just just do stuff like that. But Did you have a good aim? What's that? Did you have a good aim? You know what, my aim's not too bad because um, when I was a kid, I, w- I used to have an air gun, yeah, a yeah. 2-2 with a big under pull thing like that. Like a, I used to call them elephant, elephant guns. guns yeah. I was 10 year old and I was left alone with it all the time <laughs> and I was like the best marksman ever, do you know what I mean? Yeah. I never went to school, I just hung out in my bedroom window and I shot everything that was on the street. Magpies nothing lived. Magpies and straight cats. Nothing, everything. I shot everything. Tin cans, birds, everything was just dead, you know. That's all I used to do. Yeah. I had a pretty good shot, you know. So, um, yeah, yeah, How did it go? then from driving to actually doing an armed robbery and how did that feel um, to do your first one of them I suppose um, it's just there's no feeling like it it's just it's sometimes it's um, it's different from different jobs you know, do you know what I mean um, I found in the past it's sort of I've been like on my last job it's sort of like autopilot I've got there um, now a lot of the jo- lot of work I've done has been on my own Sean do you know what I mean because I'm very funny about who I work with um, so a lot of my jobs were on my own so uh, almost like autopilot I've got there I've parked my car up I'm thinking right I know what to do this is what I'm going to do give it a bit more time um, and there's not um, do you know what there's no real f- feeling in it do you know what I mean you can't have any feelings um, because if you do it'll just it'll just um, it could stop you could stop what you're doing do you know what I mean you could just think oh do you know what I'm going to get locked up or what you just can't think like I'm going there I'm doing this and I'm doing it do you know what I mean and, and that's and that's the way I used to do and then afterwards we used to become the um, you know used to get the get the feeling of euphoria do you know what I mean I suppose like on when you're doing a bit of work and you're waving a gun about in somebody and you're threatening them and stuff like that, you do get a feeling of power do you know what I mean I you know I have had the feeling of power over people I'm dressed in black I've got a balaclava on I've got my gloves on. You don't know who the fuck I am. I've got a gun. I'm putting it in your face. And to see... I know it's sad to say, but to see people frightened and, and finger, you know, I, I used to fucking get off on it, you know? Mm-hmm. I used to get off on it, you know, because... 
know, that's just what I was. That's what I did. You know. Did you do it straight headed too, or did you get coked up? Or uh, do you know what? I, I never ever did anything uh, on anything. That's why anything. Is that? I, I never did anything while I was high on anything. Um, I was kind of like Sean. I was into all the parties and all the ease and all that. Yeah. You know. Uh, sometimes you know my gut, my, my jaw still gurning now from the night. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean, I had that many years of third degree gurns. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. My, my, Which clubs were you going? Oh, I went to Shelley's in Stoke on Trent. I went to Entropy. <laughs> I, that's another story. I used to sell pills in there, and I used to buy uh, in Shelleys. In Shelleys, used to sell pills in Shelleys. We may well have got pills off. Yeah, yeah. I, used well, sell, yeah. I used to sell in there. I used to give hundred quid to the black bouncers, hundred quid to the white bouncers to sell. I used to sell my pills in there, and then on the way back, we used to go to a salvage yard, and I'd pay for a salvage, you know, a, ca- a crash car. So then I'd, the salvage would get dropped off. I'd go out and hit the car, and then I'd ring it, then I'd sell it, and then I'd steal it back and ring it again. I was fucking loads of madness like that. <laughs> Did you get but, down to the Eclipse in Coventry? Uh, do you know what? I went to Eclipse in Coventry, Shelley's, Entropy, um, where else you used to go? That was place our in Birmingham. Yeah. I used to set yeah. the pill yeah, Eclipse, you set all the pills in there, pockets full of pills. And I, I, honest to God, I was like, what, 18, 17 then? We put, come out of there. But do you know what? Best buzz ever. Because that was like when it, it, it kind of hit over here when it was like, that was when it was big time in Shelley's, you know, and pills were pills and you'd have it and you'd be sledging your back out and you know what I mean? Like everyone's hugging each other. And it wasn't and, moody, was it? No, no it was moody. We've no, no moodiness. No. As long as the spray, we're serious yeah. to spray away, guys, in the burger. Yeah, flats. yeah, gold chains and all that. All that yeah, yeah, you know that I mean? Maxine's all stood off in a car with yeah. gold chains. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all sulfur boys, like, all with big chains and big bracelets on. And all no, the dogs just coked yeah, up like you're fucking going mad. So I'm dancing. Yeah, I was watching it the other day. I was watching it on YouTube, all clips of Shelley's and stuff like that. There's loads of. He just exactly. Yeah, loads of clips online about Shelley's and, he just, and they look absolutely off their boxes and I think that was me you know that was me but that was like when it was you know when Ease was starting to get big over here and the, and the club scene and stuff like that and they were proper Ease were they proper too? Ease you had to dance up proper, proper if you sat there you'd yeah. sledge yeah, which was yeah, alright yeah, too yeah, right? yeah, but yeah. you had to actually work on your yeah, knee didn't you yeah, yeah. it's nice it was you like, people yeah. say oh I could take 10 or 15 yeah, they're not they're not fucking, no these knee. were straight from Amsterdam at the time yeah. white well, doves we, white doves we were getting off my pal and he were bringing them straight from Amsterdam there were nothing in them, do you know what I mean? You were absolutely just sledging, like, jaw gurning your back out all over, you know. So, yeah, Some been... people were scratching little birds on aspirins, weren't they? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Shelley's Think... used to do big business in Shelley's, yeah. Yeah, as long as you paid the bouncers, you could do what you, pretty much what you wanted to do yeah. in there, you know. Yeah, as long as you covered your ass in there. And never even got, never even got no miver off the police or anything, you know. Um, yeah, we were lucky really because at that time people were getting big jail for ecstasy, you know, for selling pills and stuff like that, you know. So you've done your first sentence, young offenders, you've moved up now to armed robbery level. Yeah. How many years have you been a free man now before your next arrest? Um, right, I've been, I got released in 2002 for that for that um, possession of firearm. So I'm out in 2002. Um, I ain't got no money. Um, I basically got out to nothing. Uh, I was out on a night out and within within a couple of days I've got a big chunk of cork and I've got a big bag of smack and I've gone back to selling crack and smack um, which is probably not the best thing if you like a fucking line of cork do you know what I mean <laughs> you know what I mean you don't get high on your own supply so I was the fucking worst drug dealer in the world do you know what I mean yeah. I'm a terrible drug dealer <laughs> took more than I ever sold do you know what I mean but Sounds I don't know really. Sounds really. <laughs> took more than I ever sold like. <laughs> if, if you had that bag of cork I'd go straight to oh, man. I'd go and get me bike out of a sword and yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah 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 y
bounces follows in a dog ball you know, a stainless steel dog ball yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is, used to give him like a nine bar a sniff and he'd put it in obviously it was like he's, he's talking proper stuff now not the garbage that's about now and it would just wash up straight up to nine ounces. And, I was going to uh, say, nowadays, you know I mean? man, you're looking oh, to get garbage. four and a half ounces out of it, wouldn't you? It's garbage, isn't it? It's just... Um, so, yeah, I started doing that, and, um, but, and then I started smoking it, and then I started selling it. Um, so I started to lose the plot a little bit. I don't know anybody... Obviously, when you start taking stimulant drugs and you've been up for a few days and you've not been eating, yeah, do you know what I mean? You start fucking seeing things, and I, I couldn't get away from the window. Me, I was constantly thinking, stood at the window looking like looking at the window like they're fucking coming, they're coming. People are like, who are coming? I'm like, them, they're coming. I'm like, just like who, who's coming? I'm like, the police are coming, the police are coming. I'm like, no one's there. I was like that for about nine hours looking at this bush. There's somebody now. He's crouched down, and when it got light, it was just a bush. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. With a kid's toy in front of it. There's his arm. There's his fucking arm, and it was a kid's toy. You know, well, well, one of his was the Mexicans are coming. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we'd stay in, we'd stay in hotels, and like it, as it was going from light to, to from dark to light, it's like I'd be watching, and I wouldn't put me eye near the people, but I would. I'd be looking just under the door there, and you can see like, yeah, the, the light. Walk past so when the light, shadow changes, so when it goes dark. Yeah, that's a classic one of mine. That. That's one of mine. That. That's one of my classic ones. That. <laughs> Stood there for hours on end, like yeah. oh, they coming, they coming, they coming. It's like no one's coming, and then it. I used to do that for days People on end. Put music on. Shh, me, oh yeah, yeah, no noise at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't smoke crap when there's any noise. You know what I mean? The yeah, yeah. Who's the cleaner? Cleaner. No, we're not like thank you. Ah, it's the thick fog of smoking. Yeah, it? you know it's crazy, isn't it? For days on end, I used to do that. And then I come round and, and then I go to McDonald's and get a double, um, a double um, Big Mac meal or something. Go to sleep and then get back on it again, start selling, and then the cycle just repeats itself, you know. And um, by this time, I started to lose the plot a little bit, and I was owed a bit of money off this kid. And um, this is how I ended up getting thirty-three months for two police assaults. So I thought, right, right, I'm owed a few quid. I haven't got no money, so I went to the kid's house, and he had a brand new Subaru outside his house at the time. And he's uh, on his missus with him. I shouldn't have done it really, but it, but in hindsight, I was fucking off my face. You know what I mean? And I, I wanted some money, so I've gone. There. I was like, Chris, in. She went, No, nah, no, nah, he's not here. But don't forget, I look off my fucking head. I'm like that. Do you know what I mean? Fucking. Yeah. Where's Chris now? You better get him on second Subaru. Said you better ring him now. Which she didn't ring Chris. She ended up ringing fucking police. Yeah. And I was in a stolen car. <clears throat> and um, so she told the police. Said, Listen, Danny Dawson's here. He's in a stolen car. Blah blah blah. I fucking told him everything. Yeah. So police have come up. They know that I'm in this fucking car and they know who I am. Uh, and they, they're like, oh, um, what are you doing here? And all this, blah, blah, blah. So I've I've just got into the car by now. So I'm sat in the car. I was trying to shut the car door. Um, I, and I, my own strength. And then they're trying to pull it and I'm trying to shut it. But what I've done is just like pure madman strength. I've ripped the handle off the door of this car. The door handles come off. So next thing, I'm fighting with these two coppers. They drag me out of the car. They managed to get me out of the car. The man handling me, and uh, so wrestling about. And I've got his copper's got a vest on here, and I've got his got my hands in his vest. And I've managed to get my knee, and he's like against the wing. And I've got I've got my hands in his vest, and I've got my knee against his chest. And I've pushed him like that, and he's just gone somersaulting over. And as he's going over, Sean, all I remember is his face going, fucking hell, <laughs> And I've just gone mad then. And he's managed to get a cuff on me. And I've ended up biting them both. I ended up biting two coppers. 
And then they got on the they press the fucking bell, you know. They got a press special button yeah, there. When shit's going down, yeah. they press that. Fucking hell, they press that. In the depositions, they must have pressed it about four or five times, yeah. And then they've just come from everywhere then, do you know what I mean? And got managed to get a cuff on me. And um he got me back to the police station and he was um after I calmed down and all that. And then I tried to fucking I tried to. I got a screw in the police station. I like took me to the toilet. I took the bog roll thing off. So obviously I'm off my head. So I've got a screw and I've screwed the screw right into my fucking wrist. So they've had to take me to the hospital. So I've tried to escape from the fucking hospital. Right. Best place to do it. Best place to do it. Anyway, they were waiting for me to try and do it, weren't they? Do you know what I mean? And obviously knew about my past and that. So um, yeah, I ended up getting 33 months for that. Bit two coppers. That it just um, yeah, it was just absolute madness, you know. Anyway, police got uh, it, news got a grip of it. It was all over the radio and stuff like that. And the best thing about it, I couldn't believe it. I got fucking bail. I couldn't understand got it. Bail. I got bail for it. I could not understand it. Two section 18s it were at the time. Two section 18 GBHs. I never had bail in my life. But my, my solicitor, who worked in them courts, he was good as gold. I don't know how he fucking managed it, but he got me bail. So um, so I'm out on bail. I'm on a curfew. I'm on a residence thing. So that night, I'm at home on this on this on on the curfew. Chief inspector turns up. The chief the chief come. He's like, "You hammered two of my boys today," and all that. I was like, "Oh, you know, I'm sorry about what happened." Blah 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 blah. You know, being you know thinking about it. Do you know what I mean? I was like, "Listen, I'm sorry about what happened." You know. Um, and that was the same guy that was the same copper that killed himself in the um, up in the Lake District I can't remember his name but it was him that come to my house so yeah I was on a curfew and then I ended up I didn't end up going to court and I ended up being on the run for that oh crazy so I ended up getting captured um, for that and ended up getting charged for the robberies as well how did they capture you? Um, I got caught a firearms officer's caught me I was in a stolen car put all the windows through and ran, the, ran me ran me blocked me in uh, block me in from the front, block me in from the back. Uh, next thing, every window just went through. When you, when people say you, this, they're like that saying you shit yourself. I'm telling you, yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. Telling you, I know where that comes from. So when I, I got arrested, eventually, like all the windows had gone through, dragged me clean through, the, clean through the window, fucking made a right mess of me. Anybody's ever been dragged through a car window, you know about it, and dragged all over the floor. Um, yeah, brought three of my fingers, and then uh, yeah, I was straight off to Strange Wise then. It's hard to walk. It's hard to walk yourself yeah. in. You know that you're gonna go to prison. Yeah. If they bail you, you know straight away where you're going. Don't yeah, you? definitely. Yeah. You can't wake up and say, "Oh well, today I'm going to court. I'm yeah, going yeah. to prison." Yeah, yeah. I know. Fuck it. <laughs> Gone. Yeah, that's what I mean. I work going. I work thinking, and like, um, you know, pretty well known in the area. That was a, that was the thing. You know, I was just driving driving around, and then you'd like see you. And chase you in stolen cars, but and sometimes they come after you, and sometimes they just leave you. You know, it just it's a de- dangerous driving. Just depends. Just de- just depends if they was on their own or there was a few of them. Yeah. If they was on their own, they just leave you. Do you know what I mean? Think, well, he's a bit, he's a bit fucking loose cannon. Him, you know what I mean? There's like a worldwide fascination with strange ways for some reason. Yes. On the podcast, I had mm. the prison guard. He did some yeah. stories out of yeah. It. I watched that this morning. Ex con yeah. Cody. Mm. You got any strange way stories from your uh, experience? Do you know what? I've been in strange ways, and I've been on the cat air unit there, and I was in uh, stripes when I escaped. So I ended up being on the unit there. Um, strange way, um, do you know? Strange ways is like it's not like any other jail I've been to. It is it, after the riots. Um, it's it changed a lot after the riots. It was pretty much a screw jail. They pretty much dominated it. So any other, I'll tell you what. I've got a funny story actually. I was listening to your guy, who's he called Sam Summer, the prison officer. Yeah. And he was saying he was work, used to work on K Wing. I'd been on K Wing, and and that was like the first time I got locked up. I was on K Wing, and I was just, um, I was only a young lad, 
and um, I was on the bottom landing and I was just like looking out through my slit in my door like, as yeah. you do because you get a bit bored and you're thinking so I'm stood there looking through this slit in this door and I'm watching this fucking screw go up and down in a pair of socks and thinking what the fuck's he up to so next thing next thing from Norway he just comes right up to the door and so he sees me I'm looking at him like a pair of eyes together <laughs> he goes what the fuck are you doing I goes I'm fucking watching you yeah he goes, fucking get on your bed like that. So I was like, right, all right. So next thing, the next day, my cell gets spun, yeah? Yeah. And there's a, a cup and it's got washing up liquid in it. And uh, they comes in and uh, they drags me off the yard and they goes, what, what's this for? You're going to throw it in our face? So I was like, I said, it's not even mine. I said, somebody's probably going to wash the socks of it. He goes, nah, nah, you're going to throw that in my, you're going to throw that in my face. I was like, what the So was he fuck? creeping up and down the landing with the boots off? Just doing all yeah, the yeah, with the boots off, trying Snaggy to catch people. Snaggy bastard. He's holding his keys and he's getting a pair of socks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's seen me at the crack of the door. Yeah. Like the, light, the light in the door, yeah. He's seen me. He mows it over there. He, like, he, wasn't, he wasn't one to sort of... Yeah, that was K-Wing. That's a, that yeah. is a massive wing. K-Wing's a massive wing in strange ways. I'm not sure there's like 200 people on there. But like for your first time in there, so... It is a, it's quite a, quite a massive gel, and you get moved from K wing to the other wings. My son's just got out of there. He's just come out of, of G wing. My lad's for some five years. He was on G wing on server, and, uh, and that was his first time in there. So I was like, please keep your head down, because like in, like I said, the, the screws have got control in that gel. You know, it's not um, there's not much messing about. Obviously, because of what happened with the riot, right. they're not letting that happen yeah. again. You know, Servery's a good place to be. Servery's well, best really. place to be. Serve your cleaners. Get yeah. out all, all the food. Get you know what it is with the screws. You can get on with the screws. Like people, um, I get on with the screws. Me, I, people have said, "Oh, you're a grass, whatever." But do you know what? It's not. You're f- using your head because there ain't I, no point disrespecting. Nah, them. You're not going to get. Nah, it it's just that you want things done. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. If you want something done or paperwork, being a lifer, you need you need to be able to get them things done. Mm-hmm. And you get these people saying, oh, "Have you talked to the screws?" You snitch. Are, you, you know what I mean? But they haven't done birth. I'd rather fucking know. They haven't got a clue. You know, you know. jails full of people like that. You know, just because you want to, you talk to a prison officer, they see you talking to him. You might be talking about an application. Next thing, you're a grass. All those ones were called rat. The ones with rats themselves. Of course, they, yeah. They're yeah, just yeah, fucking pointy. Yeah, yeah. They're fucking. the one, They're the ones. They're the ones like. You know, they're saying, oh, such and such is a graph. They're the ones that are deflecting the shit away exactly, from themselves. Yeah, you know, yeah. that's what I've learned in jail. It's true. The ones yeah. that call people the grasses are the fucking grasses, yeah. you know. Check yeah, his true. paperwork, he's a grass. Yeah, check his no, paperwork, he's a wrong guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah no, <laughs> no, that's what I mean. That's one of the things I've learned about being in prison, you know. The ones that have got, you know, got a lot to say are the ones that have got a lot to hide. Exactly. Mm. Earlier on, you said that a lot of people were getting attacked or mm. stabbed and stuff like that. Yeah. Throughout your entire experience, yeah. did anyone attack us? I've, I've got a four-inch scar in my stomach here. I got stabbed with a tin of tuna in front of Have you got yeah. the story behind that, then? So, uh, the story behind that was something to do with a guy, uh, two black lads. One was called Little G and another was called Evil. What year is this and what uh, This is in uh, 90... This was in uh, 2000 in Full Sutton. Something fishy um, about that. Yeah, something fishy about that one. <laughs> <laughs> tin of tuna. Um, two, two guys from Birmingham. Two guys from Birmingham. Um, it was in Full Sutton at the time. And do you know what? This was to do with a piece of toast this was over a toast it's what this boiled down to was over a fucking piece of toast uh, I wanted to use a toaster and I was like next in line to use a toaster mm-hmm. next thing this kid this guy called Little G or whatever he was called that's what they call they have these gang names and all that as you know so next thing he just he just jumps in straight in front of me I'll turn my back and I'll turn around he's in the thing and I've gone oh blah 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 you know I was next and all that now you can't show any kind of weakness in prison, Sean. Do you know what I mean? Because you will be exploited, and especially in a category A prison, you know, you'll get exploited. So next thing, I'm like having a bit of a, you know, saying, oh, you know, I was next and all that. So I just thought that with that. Do you know what I mean? Left it at that. Obviously, he didn't leave it at that. So what he did is he got a tin of tuna. He took the lid off the tuna. 
folded it over, sharpened it outside on yard or wherever he could sharpen it, and then got somewhere else. And as I'm coming out of my, I'm like four, four, five doors down from him at the time. So if I've come out, he's come down, he's coming past, and I just thought he was going to see his mate. Next thing, I just thought he punched me in the stomach. I just thought it was a punch. Didn't think that of it. Do you know what I mean? And then I got a few other blows in my face and that um, after that. Um, anyway, a fight got split up. And then it was only when I lifted my top up and I looked that I realised I had, I had a, got like a two inch, two inch by two inch and two inch deep piece missing out of me. He'd actually Jeez. gouged, he'd actually gouged it out of me. It wasn't like, well. well, he didn't stab me, he gouged a piece of flesh out of me. <sighs> so somewhere on that landing was a, a two inch piece of flesh, you know. So the wound was that big, they couldn't, they couldn't stitch it. So what they had to do, they had to pack it. I yeah, pack it with his stuff. I don't know what the fuck it was, but they pack it. Wasn't tuna, was it? No, it weren't tuna. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, every time you, you know, what? every time you open a tin of tuna, now I just think, yeah, but I don't know. The, but that's why the, one of the reasons they stopped giving coffee out in coffee jars. People just getting stabbed to fucking bits in there, cut to ribbons. You know, it's just. Well, in Arizona, they give you, they don't give you nothing in tins. Now you get tuna, but you get them in packs. Right, right. No, so they take it out. Yeah, take yeah. it. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I think they got wise after a few people that got stabbed and fingered out. You know. I mean, ready, like just you know, just making shivs and knives out of everything, you know. It's wrong that though, isn't it? No, you it's know what I mean. No, I was just. What, what's oh, you jumping the queue for? You know, it's just thing, it's just a bit of sauce, you know. But this, there's people been murdered. You know, I was in when I was in Grendon. I was in a HMP Grendon. Guy got murdered in a, a lad that I used to train with a guy called Lee uh, Lee Fay, um, and he uh, he ended up murdering a guy called Robert Coelho and uh, stamped all over his head. Took he stamped all over his head that much. He took his head completely off his body. I don't know if you've ever, ever read about Grendham, where it's, HMP, it's a, a therapeutic jail. So you go there to address your issues and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So on my many missions, I ended up there uh, doing therapy, you know, to get an understanding why I was offending and what I was doing and why I was taking drugs and why I was doing all this shit. So I ended up there and um it was and he was it's like he got sex offenders in there as well but they're integrated on the wings do you know what i mean so but once you touch one of them you're out oh you're gone straight away you're gone straight away there's no point yeah no point i mean i'm just doing my gel do you know what i mean i've been i'm just getting on with do you know what they don't really bother me to be fair but uh he took a dislike to him because he challenged him on the wing they got like this uh uh, like a community kind of thing where you sit down in a room and you've got like a load of chairs and you can like voice your issues and or say well you know he, he called me this the other day and all that everything that goes against um, like normal uh, prison behaviour challenging people and trying to teach people to be normal in society and stuff like that but if Robert Coelho challenged him or said something about him so he's thought right whatever so he's gone upstairs locked the fucking cell door and murdered him stamped all over him made a right mess of him detached his head detached his head from his body that's not an easy thing to do and then tried to get away with it but obviously it's fucking hell yeah it's a fucking blood everywhere you know I wash these clothes for me (laughs) you know what I mean it's like fucking hell trying to flush the bed to get away with it do you know what he was already doing a life sentence for murder anyway but it was I mean it's mad to say but he was one of the nicest lads I've ever met in jail he was a proper fucking lump he was massive yeah yeah, big guy, you know. So this guy, this this Robert, whatever he was called, he was only a little fella. Must have just snapped his neck, you know. Just literally had him. Literally just put him over his back and just snapped his back. You know, you know just wigged him clean out, you know. 
So after you got stabbed then, yeah. did you get put in like a medical facility? Yeah, I, got, I was in hospital for about a month and then I was moved. I got uh, I got um, my category put down to a BRC, I think it was. When you say hospital, is that like yeah. part of a prison hospital? Yeah, part of the, it was on the prison hospital, yeah. yeah. yeah they got so moved you changed the, the bed or anything? Or just... um, no, no, it's uh, prison hospital. Uh, the, the, it's called the healthcare unit and it's in the prison. See, when you can't hear, I was still can't hear at the time. I was in full sorting and... Um, uh, they don't want to fucking let you out. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. you, uh, not because I'm like any kind of dangerous thing, but because I've got a lot of escapes on my record um, and being violent. So if your thing, if if you can be treated for anything, you mm-hmm. are getting treated in the in the prison. Do you know what I mean? They will do. They don't want to let you out at all. Uh, and if they do let you out, then they need to contact the police, and the police need to be there. And it's oh, it's quite a finger. Did but, you have the rest were yellow stripes? Yeah, I was in stripes when I was thingy, when I was a catty in, uh, in Strange Ways. I used yeah. to take them off every night and put them in a box outside. That's when I escaped, when my mum were dying, when I slipped the cuffs, yeah, I got That's put in stripes. I remember yeah. in Walton, they had to have, to have Yeah, I've been in stripes. Three, I've been in stripes three times now. Three times, once in Preston, uh, once in Preston, Lancaster Castle, and in uh, Strange Ways, yeah. Shows everyone three you times, tried to yeah. escape, yeah, don't yeah. it? Yeah. I ended up going to my mum's funeral. Sad. That's a sad, it's a sad fact, but I went to my mum's funeral, I was in stripes, double yeah. cuffed. Yeah, double cuffed and with a closet chain as well. Fucking, and strip search, no margarine this time. Well, Nothing. at least they let you go, though. No, do you know what? They let me go. They did yeah. let me go, but, you know, they could have said no. They can be assholes about that. They could have been assholes about it, yeah, you know, but... Um, I think I was in a minibus and there were like about eight of them. And I thought, like, well, you're not going anywhere. Are you, no, really? I wasn't going anywhere this time. <laughs> not I thought you're... about it though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought about it. I was thinking, if this man turns over now, you know, I did. I, you know, I was I'm like, trying to be mates at the yeah, funeral. Yeah, yeah. Overpower yeah. the guards. You know what I mean? Get, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. get a blade and take hostages and all. <laughs> Fucking madness, you think, when you're in prison, you know, when you first get locked up, so you're like, oh. Taking hostages in court and I'll get out and do you know what I mean? Well, well Sam Worth on his interview, he said to the guard, yeah. he went to took prisoners to some funerals and then the people started kicking off. Right, right, yeah. And then the prisoner said, look, chill out because yeah. these guys have gone out of the way like to get get me here today and blah, yeah. blah, blah. They're not, because they, they got a bit worried. They yeah, thought they were going to yeah, get yeah, like. Yeah, they're going to be, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. they might yeah. get attached on, do you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, it's not like they can just press a belt, press a button and gonna, the boys are going <coughs> to be there, you know, they're like, probably, probably like two up. Or even free up at a funeral, surrounded by people that are grieving, that have probably had a drink, send the mate in his cuffs and thought, do you know what? I let him off his cuff, get him off his cuff, let him off his cuffs for the funeral. Yeah. And it's, do you know what? I can, if I was an officer, I'd be thinking, fucking hell, you know. Especially if it was a bit of a Larry, if, if they were a bit Larry and that, you know. They all had a drink and there were a lot of them there. <coughs> if you're watching this and you want to watch The Guard podcast mm. or Ex Concordy podcast, Manchester Strangers Prison, there will be a description box below this video and the link will be in there. You can click over and watch those podcasts. So you get back from your one month medical now. Yeah. Are you put back to the same no. max security wing with no. those dudes? No, I got put on I got put on another wing, moving to another wing. So um but obviously with even though you're in a jail, news travels, doesn't it, you know? Doesn't matter. Do you know what? Doesn't matter if you could be in a different jail, news travels with phones. So I got put on another wing. Um, all this had pretty di- pretty much died down. Is there a gang after you? No, there's no gang after me because because I'm not. I wasn't part of a gang, and everybody and the gang, the boys that was in there at the time, there was a couple of lads from my side in there that was in for shootings, um, and a couple of other lads from Salford. 
Um, so there was a few a few of us that knew that it was just a, an isolated incident. It wasn't like, like kind of gang thing or some gang postcard thing or something brought from outside inside. It was just one of them mad incidences where somebody ended up getting stabbed and it ended up being me with a tin of tuna, you know. So I ended up um, doing a few months and ended up getting I ended up getting recategorised all because of that and because I got injured. Uh, I got put down to a category B and then from there I ended up um, ended up where did I go into there? Um, oh, I can't even remember where I went from. Was it Parkhurst? Um, ended up getting moved anywhere from there and ended up getting my sea cat and going to Risley, um, Lancaster Castle and ended up getting released, yeah. Yeah, so... Uh, what was know. Lancaster Castle like? Is it like Kirkham? Lancaster Castle's probably one of the best prisons I've ever been in. It's, not, it's shut down now, but it's a it's a museum. But at the time, and it's one of the strangest places I've ever been in, um, because literally the wings are inside a turret wall. So if you look, think about a turret. It's, it's is it circular? I don't know, but yeah, you got like a circular rampart, aren't you? Because it's built on old Norman ramparts, and um, so the, one of the wings is totally inside this circular rampart. So it's got like a circular set of stairs going up crazy, so it's, got, so it's it? crazy and it's got like it's like a, a semicircle of wings like like doors across there yeah. like a semicircle so your bad um, walls got to be like yeah. that isn't and it it's a small jail it only well, it was 120 prisoners in there um, so everybody knows everybody the staff are, the, the staff were sound in there probably one of the best jails that I've been to um, you know uh, no I didn't see any violence in. I'd say I didn't see any violence there were a lot of lifers in there and I was in my twenties then, and uh, they sent some like hairy ass lifers in there. And there was one in there, and he and he used to get in the shower. And every time he used to get in the shower, he used to get in the shower. And, uh, and I was a pretty big kid then, but I weren't really asked about anybody. Sure, I weren't really afraid of anybody. But this guy scared me. Yeah, yeah it was yeah. a life he'd been in fifteen years. This guy called Skin from Leeds, a big skinhead, and fucking mean looking cunt it was. And um, yeah, every time I get in the shower, he come in the shower and he frightened me. Do you know what I mean? It's thing. But there were rumours going around that it was he liked a bit of both. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I was yeah, fucking, yeah. you know, I was like, no, I'm not going to be me, mate. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> but it does happen, though, Sean. You know that kind of thing happens. Happens all the I've time. I've seen mate. it in jail. You know, I've seen, I've seen it. You know, I've seen guys with guys in cells with fucking candles and fucking all oiled up, and you know, you see these things when you're in these long-term jails. Called booty bandits in Arizona. Is that a booty bandits, yeah? yeah. Yeah, there you go. I don't know what they call them over here, but is it ass bandits? Wrongans. Wrongans, that's what All oiled up with lavender and cal- uh, candles on and all that. Yeah. Wild up. All oiled up, do you know what I mean? Massaging each other. Just, it's a sports massage, though, Sean. Do you know what I mean? So it's right, isn't it? You know? Yeah, yeah. Big Nazi yeah. Uh, swastikas on them, like massaging shoulders, and like, all right. Yeah. These guys doing that's one of the things when I was, my sentence was quite short. You got like you got your tag on your outside your door, and these guys are doing like natural life, thirty-five years, thirty yeah. years, twenty-five years. You know, my man was like seven years at the time, so I felt a bit bad. So what I did is I put a two in front of it. Yeah, to make it look better. Yeah, look a bit harder. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I put a two in front of it, uh, just to keep up with the boys. But um, well, that yeah. first sent me down. They put your tag up. Yeah. My room was, my room was at FD thirty four fifteen. It's street right. robbery for right. thirty month. Uh, is that over here or is that? Over that was over here. That, right, yeah. right, right, yeah. right. It must be mad getting jailed over there. I mean, I watched. I, 
it's just a, it's a different kind of setup altogether, isn't it? You know, it's yeah. all gang related. Everything's no, gang related. Whites, blacks. You got the um, you know the Mexicans and stuff like that. Everything. As soon as you're as soon as you come into the system, you're categorised straight away. Obviously, you know, um, you know, we, we were the whites, weren't we? Do you know what I mean? Well, the thirty months I did over there, I only yeah. actually did fifteen of them. Right, right. But over there, I've had to have done like well, I, I got. Eight years and out the right. eight, I did seven and a half. Is that for the pills? That selling the pills was it? That was being the leading force of that. Right, right. That's Sean's fault then. Yeah, right? Sean was number. Sean. Was he Sean number one at the top? Well, man, never one. got caught with any pills you know, for some <laughs> reason. Do you know what? Because I, I was re- I, I was watching your thing about um, your case and stuff like that. Yours is quite moody because you never actually got caught with any drugs, did you? I well, actually quit the importation yeah, almost yeah. a year before I got caught. Yeah, yeah. Was a statute of limitations in yeah. Arizona. So if you've done a drug offence. And people tell the police that they've done a deal with you mm. within the last seven yeah, years. That's what caught you. That gets you. Mm-hmm. So they had ten witness statements came forward. One of those was one of my main guys, actually, right. one of my main uh, sales guys, Skinner. Right. And him and Wildman had fallen out, and um, he, he turned us in. Yeah, he, he did like a firebomb attack on a wild woman's apartment. And all this stuff. Yeah. I was gonna kill him. Yeah. Oh him. my god! Yeah. I never got caught with drugs. I was just, I always just eat them and give them to. Like prostitutes and fucking titty girl dancers. That's another story for another podcast, yeah. people. You know, when, um, <laughs> you went from the cat bees to cat seeds. Yeah. Didn't you notice that the food got better? Do you know what the food? Do you know what? To be fair, I think the food was a lot better in cat air, like in uh, Long Latin and Full Sorting, because they don't want you kicking off it. You can buy your own food. It's uh, all buying oh, chickens. Yeah. You can get. You can order from the freezer. The place. So I was ordering like steak and chicken and stuff like that, and you, be, you can cook it on the wings there. So you get your own stuff. Oh, you can get your own stuff if you've got the money. You can buy uh, half a chicken or a chicken or a steak and cook it on the wings. So guys, they have these little pods. So you get like you all put two, and you'll have like you'll all cook each other food. Or, yeah. Do you know what I mean? So you They're get wrong you, don't, that. you can you can still get food off the server. Eh? Yeah. But they do this is like a little thing to keep the guys happy some of these guys have got nothing to lose Sean do you know what yeah, I mean yeah, and when you're doing that can you, you know? eat food with other races can I, yeah of course you can do together. you know what we don't have that kind of thing do you know we're, we're starting to have it do you know uh, we are starting to have it where uh, there's no need for it really. there's a lot of radical, radicalism going on yeah like in uh, full Sutton where um, people are trying to get people radicalised with the Quran and stuff like that yeah. you know because um, that's one of the biggest gangs we've got over here is the Muslim gangs in jail um, and that is it there's just one gang over here and that is the gang you know? well I've seen the videos from down London where yeah. they're going around parks yeah. and they're going through white people and yeah, they're slapping yeah, yeah. the shit out yeah, of them yeah of course saying, yeah, yeah you would better like you know, this, change, your, change your religion yeah you know, so, uh, you know when I was in full sort and I witnessed I seen it with my own eyes you know a guy uh, they took the Quran in there and they started reading verses from the Quran and, and uh, you know giving him food and like, basically grooming him do you know what Groom- I mean Grooming, grooming. Actually grooming him, you know, you're going to come prayers with us on Friday, you're going to, you know, on Friday you're coming prayers with us and stuff like that and, you know, um, you had to have something, you had to have a bit of something about you, do you know what I mean? Because some of these guys... Would other like, people say that? Did they help out like No, do you know what? Nobody get, wants to get involved in these kind of things because some of these guys are fucking You don't want to blow you up. Some of these guys are terrorists, you know what <laughs> I mean? Exactly, yeah. Like Abu Qatada and all that, not personally him, but he's He's kind of following and all yeah, that. Got you, exactly. These are dangerous people. Do you know what I mean? They're not fucking idiots. They you don't want to stick your nose in and then like, yeah, yeah, your, yeah. your life and your yeah, family yeah. in danger. You don't want to do that, and that's no. what can happen with these people. Do exactly. you know what I mean? You know, yeah. these are like these are serious fucking people. You know, that's why they're kept in these conditions. You know, I think they should have them in a different prison. Myself, mm, yeah, something like uh, what was it um, like they had over in the states, weren't it? Was it? Um, it was not Cuba. 
Where did they keep them all locked up? Like in San Fran? Yep, no. What was it where they sent them all? Yeah, they've got, they've got, they've got places it, yeah. in Cuba. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's it. they sent them all there. Did, yeah. did you come across any famous prisoners um, or famous gangsters? Um, do you know what? I've, I've seen Bieber. I know Bieber. Bieber? Which, yeah, yeah. Can you explain Bieber? Yeah. He's the guy that shot the coppers in Leeds. The two guys, yeah. Matt, uh, why did he shoot called, called, why did I think he shoot he's called, he used to call him Nathan Wayne Coleman, I think he's called. Uh, he ended up, um, he was on the run from um, some shooting that happened in... Um, in LA or somewhere like that, it, it was a shooting, and he was he, he killed a body a bodybuilder over there in of, America. In America, over a drugs deal, right. and he was on the run for that over here in the in UK. In England, and he changed his ID, he changed his identification, identification, and he was hiding out as in Leeds, being a bouncer, and and he ended up going to a betting shop, and he was just doing his papers or something like that. And uh, the, these two coppers in the car, they just thought, no, there's something not right about this car. So they pulled him, had him in the back of the car, and um, they just knew there was something not right about him anyway, and he ended up fucking getting the gun, he ended up shooting one of them. Oh, yeah, um, where was he from originally? He was from, Can he was from Canada, I think. Was he I'm from Canadian? Ca- I, f- I don't know if he was Canadian, but he had a Canadian accent, but he was definitely from America. And um, his name's Nathan Wayne Coleman, I think. And um, we what, called what? him David Bieber. He, his his black name over here was David Bieber. Um, he, he was in full Sutton, uh, and he got, he tried to escape in full Sutton. What he was doing, he was ringing. He was um, he was planning an escape, and they were using the chapel phone. So they were ringing through the chapel phone in the prison, thinking that. Every phone call in every of them prisons are all well, you'd monitored. You think the chapel phone they wouldn't, wouldn't be, be because of people thinking. Exactly, but he wasn't. He was, and he didn't. And, he did, and that's what he and that's what he banked on. Yeah. Well, that worked the case. They were fucking listening to it, and they had him, and they moved him CSU, close supervision unit, and then gone Franklin. He's in Franklin now. So, so if you've killed police, yeah, does that get you a degree of respect from the prisoners? Yeah, definitely going to be uh, people. Are, you know. People like that, don't they? Because people are going to get locked up, aren't they? You know, uh, in 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 all cases in prison, it's it's us and them, isn't it? There's a hate for them because they're the ones that are getting us locked up. So he's getting the ultimate respect. Um, uh, I, I think it's sad, really. Do you know what I mean? What he's done, it's a terrible thing. You know, I don't agree with it at all. Um, I just don't agree with it. So how would that um, respect be shown? Would you get like an extra milk or an extra whatever? You'd probably get a bit of extra scanner or people talking to him and asking him, you know, reminisce a story and stuff like that. Um, a bit of extra food, maybe. Um, do you know what? A lot of it in, in, in jail, Sean, as you know, it's all fake, isn't it? It's all it fake is. friendships. And at the end of the day, that police man's done that wrong, really. He's no, he's done nothing wrong. He's, job, doing really? his, no, he's just doing his job, you know. What he yeah. did was wrong, you know. There's no two ways about it. I've been a criminal all my fucking life and that were wrong, you know. No, there wasn't no need for it, you know, to do that. He could have fucking dealt with that a million ways better, you know. What about any of these, like, legendary gangland figures from Salford and Manchester? Um, do you know, I'm, I was saying from... Um, the Noonans, Massey... No, I have seen that. Do you know what? I have seen Noonan. I've seen Dominic Noonan. When I got recalled last time, I was in Armley, and he was in Armley, he was down the segregation unit, and he was on his trial uh, at the time, so he was going to court every day. So we used to pass through my wing... And uh, I don't know him. I don't. I've never met him. I just know what um, what's, what's online about him. Um, personally, I won't talk to him. Do you know what I mean? He's not a kind of guy that I would go over and say, "All right, blah blah blah." He's not a kind of guy that I would seek out personally. Uh, but that's just me. Um, I used to see him come back from court, and uh, he was in um, he was in Armley store. And I heard a story about him that uh, the screws spun spun his cell, and uh, they said, "We've heard you've got a phone stuck up your ass." So apparently he pulls his pants down, 
boxer shorts and does a shit on the floor and says, right, fucking, do you know what I mean? Finger that. I'll search through that, a big log on the floor, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know that's, that's, what, that's what you're getting, do you know what I mean? Search through that, you know, a big log on the floor. Um, yeah, yeah. So. Earlier on, you said you were a skinny teenager. Yeah. yeah. That's something that changed along yeah, the road. Yeah, yeah. When did it change? Uh, I think it changed when I first died, when I got bullied and got my trainers took off me. I'm not letting my trainers go again. Do you know what I mean? I thought, mm. I know I've seen the other big guys, and I thought these big guys ain't getting bothered. Look, they're not getting, yeah. they're not finger. Because it's all about front in prison. It's about how you look. Do you know what I mean? Well, it's not like you had much money. What you had, yeah. you had to pay for. Yeah, didn't to you? pay you know for it. Yeah. So I just thought, you know what? I need to get to the gym. So I started doing press ups in my cell. And you'd be surprised how quickly you can develop your chest and your triceps and your shoulders from doing press ups. Did you make yourself a goal thinking if I get bigger before yeah. I get out, I'm going to get my trainers back. That's what I, well, I would have. I thought, as soon as you get, yeah, get my trainers back. Get my trainers back. I just, I just wanted to get big because I thought if I get big, I get a bit of size. I'm going to get left alone, Sean, you know. People will leave me alone. So that's what I started to do. Started to eat a lot a lot more foods, little cake and custard and all that and stuff like that. Because you used to get loads of food. Back in the old days. I used to like the cake custard. Yeah, they used to make their own stuff, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. used to make their own duff, they called it, didn't they? In Strangeways and all that. Yeah. You know, I used to get a full breakfast in Strangeways on the first time I went. used to get two sausages, bacon, fucking full breakfast. (laughs) And porridge on top, you know. And then it ended up going down to uh, a tea pack at night time. So now you get, at night time for your breakfast, you'll get, for the following day, you'll get one milk, which is about 250 ml, you'll get a packet of cereal, um, uh, three tea bags, three whiteners, and three sugars. That's for your breakfast. So, did you have yeah. a workout routine? Yeah. Um, what, what was it? What exercises did you do? Um, well, I, do you know, I used to train in my, in my when I used when I didn't used to get gym. I used to have a pole. I had an extended br- a brush handle, um, like for scrubbing floors. I extended it. And what I used to do is because I were cleaner, I used to get all these five litre drums, these five oh, litre washing yeah, liquid bottles. Yeah, washing, yeah, so yeah. I used to empty them and I put water in them. So I could get three on each end. So I'd get three on that and tie it with a sock and a sock here to stop them from slipping, another sock. And I'd curl with that. Yeah. And I'd curl and I'd curl and I'd have, I'd have, the, I'd have the biggest arms in the world, you know what I mean? Because <laughs> I never trained anything, I've never trained my legs. <laughs> put a pair of red socks on, I look like a thermometer with these legs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See a lot of guys like that. Skinny legs I don't even know these legs hold me up anyway. So I'd, tra- I'd just like, train my arms, 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 arms. And then I started training my chest. People are like when you know when you're going to start training your legs, Dan. Do you know what I mean? It's like you look like you've been in a wheelchair for God's sake. Do you know what I mean? So, so you have the bottles, you know, the water bottles, and do the press, and then um, you'd have single bottles for doing sides and stuff like that. And then when you got to the gym, you could get to the get to the gym. Just depends what jail you was in, you know. All depends on what kind of jail you was in. Um, gym times and stuff like that, and gym equipment. Like. Well, the gym equipment in the English jails. Are they like uh, any free weights or do all machine? Uh, do you know what? A lot you get a lot. It's a mixture of both. You get machine and free weight. Um, you, you get all dumbbells and stuff. Like that. I said, look at that scar right there in front of me. I got a five kilo dumbbell smack right in. Right That's good, sir. Because in America, they took yeah, all yeah. the free weights. No, no, no yeah, yeah, I got, yeah, I got a five some kilo. situations, weren't they? Yeah, people yeah, got their heads yeah, caved that's what in. I got, I got well, a five kilo just right there. Yeah. Like that, and other guys were coming up, getting yeah, one end each, and just dropping yeah, it. Yeah, that's what there. happened to me. I was on the bench and got a five kilo smack right in my fucking. What was the reason they did that? Just over, just over fighting on the wing, just getting involved in people's business, you know. Yeah. And the next thing, I don't even remember what happened. I just remember. I was bench pressing the next thing I just woke up in healthcare and I've got a massive scar in front of my head 
you know that was in Wild. That was in Young Offenders. That was in Inley. You got to learn at one point that well, that Young Offenders, you're not mm. going. Who's gladiators? That it? is absolutely gladiators. You're looking after Pepsi yourself. Watson talks about you're it. Looking you know? after your mates. Looking after yeah. else. But you, at the time you grow up, where it's just like unless the person's actually trying to hit you physically, yeah, it's no to do. You no, no, no. That's the, the thing. You know, it? the biggest weapon you've got in jail is this. Yeah, is your mouth. Yeah. And that's what I've learned. You know, I, you know, I've probably had a handful of fights, but this is your biggest weapon. Um, like last time I was when I, when I ended up getting recalled uh, and I got back to Forest Bank and he upset a guy in there a scouse kid and he was looking at 25 years his kid was from Crocky and he was up for some serious fucking charges you know he mm-hmm. fucking fire bombed houses and all sorts of shit but I didn't know who, who he was I just knew I just knew he was just a kid and he was on this wing you know and I said to him oh you're going full sort on you or oh, you're going Franklin blah 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 and he didn't like that he didn't like that he took real offence to that and uh, he didn't speak to me for a couple of days, so I knew there was a bit of problem between us. What, just for saying that? Just for saying that. The kid was paranoid, though, do you know what I mean? Oh, he was only a young yeah. kid as well, he was only t- turned 22. So he's young, I said it in front of his pals, so he's got to fucking, he's got to do something about it in his eyes. But it was just a comment, you know what I mean? Yeah. And um, I've gone up him, this is like two days later, so I'm having a piss in my thing, in my, in my cell, and the door comes open, and he comes in there, and I looked at him like that, and he was fucking drip white. And I thought, you've you you you've not come here for a visit, you've come here to do something. You know what, yeah. you just know. So and I've got my fucking tackle out and I'm pissing. I thought, if he does something now, I'm fucked, Anna, do you know what I mean? So I managed to sort myself out. He's come in and I could see him with drip white. You can't stop yourself pissing once you're pissing, can you, you know what I mean? Couldn't get his, uh, yeah, he can't stop. And um, he couldn't get his words out and he was drip white. And I, I was like, I wanted him to get in and wanted him to sit down, do you know what I mean? So he was less of a threat because I knew that he'd come to do something. And uh, anyway, I got him talking after a blah, 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 blah. Next thing, he pulls his blade out. He's got a toothbrush. It's got a razor blade in it. And he starts talking that like he's going to slash this kid up three doors down. I thought, you ain't going to slash him. You come to fucking slash me. Yeah. But your ass fucking went, do you know what I mean? You know, and I, that, like, that was like a kind of the turning point. I thought, what the fuck am I doing, you know? Because he could have got me and got me all the way down the side of my neck, you know. Because I was. If you were alert coming in, he'd probably done you in the fucking yeah, back. Yeah. If someone's gonna stick you, they don't care mm-hmm. where they stick you. Yeah, that's you, what I mean. But it, like when you're thinking, you're thinking, what could he have done, you know? But I managed to talk him down, and then he got the blade out of his waistband. I knew it. I just knew what he'd come for. And then he tried to say, "Oh no, this was for some other kid," and all that. I thought, "Nah, that ain't for some. That's for me, that because of what I said the other day." You know, so when you say it was a turning point, what do you mean? Um, I just kind of said to myself, you know, what am I doing? You know, putting myself in these situations with these young guys. I was like 40 at the time then, and this kid was like 20, 22. And I thought, well, I don't want to be rolling around with these 20 year old lads coming back to jail and rolling around. Um, you know, things, times have changed in prison. You know, it's just a lot more violence, there's a lot more phones about, a lot more spy, a lot more spies, a lot more stabbings going on. Um, and when you get a bit older, like me or whatever else, yeah, straight away you're a sex offender. Or, you know, you get a bit older, look at you, they think, nah, he's a wronging him. What's he in for? So straight away, without even anybody knowing, they've got they've got you labelled straight away, you know. And, you're and that's a, big a bad lad, thing. So they're not going to come at you fist to fist. No, no, they're going to get weapons, you yeah. know what I mean? They're going to get something. And they're not getting wigged. And that's that was what I, you know, I was thinking. You know, because I, I wanted to get out of prison. I, don't, I, I kept having these thoughts, like, am I ever going to get out? You know, am I ever going to get out of prison, you know? It's just, that's the way I think goes. if you like the gym, the best thing you do is get a couple of gym buddies and just stick, yeah. stick with them. Yeah, yeah, stick with stick with a couple of people just to watch your back, yeah. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, yeah a yeah. couple of people that you trust, mm-hmm. you know, which is hard to find in prison, you know. Very it's just, hard to find. Yeah, very hard to find, you know, somebody that you trust that, you know. I've had some good friends along the way, but 
no one that I'd ever ever stayed in touch with when I got out, you know. You yeah. always say you do that, don't you? Oh, yeah, yeah, it's just bullshit, like, innit? We'll, get there, we'll go down there and we'll do this and we'll get off our heads and we'll, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, like, we'll what's get his some, name? <laughs> yeah, what's his name? Yeah. Yeah. When you get out, you ring, them, you ring them up and they sat there with the family and they're like, yeah. like I don't, don't know what you're talking about, you know what I mean? Yeah, when I was out, people would be saying like, yeah, I'm getting released. Gonna get a job. Yeah, yeah. Gonna send you some money. To yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Look after send yeah, you some yeah. books to read. Yeah, the old money. You don't hear from them again until six months later when they're rearrested. Yeah, they come back. Yeah, they call a few. Yeah, remember me? You got any sugar? Yeah, he got out and he got no. Got oh, when I got out, something happened. Yeah, like loads of them. You know, I can imagine like after doing like 13 years in prison, the amount of people you meet. Yeah, it's just like upon thousands, upon thousands. You know, you meet them. And you know, they get and they're like promising, oh, when I get out, I'm gonna send you send you some money in. I'm gonna do this and do that. It's just a lot of shit. The whole thing is prison is just a lot of crap. You know, it's just if you can do anything about about prison, is just stay out of there. You know what I mean? Don't take drugs. Go to school and stay out of jail. Do you know get what I mean? Yourself a decent get yourself woman. a de- get yourself a decent woman. That's what I did. You know that's what I mean? Right, got yeah, I got a decent that woman. That's the thing that's kept me out of prison. Do you know what I mean? Does, yeah, she's kept me out of jail because it had not been for my missus, I'd have been fucking locked up. Definitely. So throughout your entire incarceration, imagine you didn't have a single cell the whole time. Did yeah, you have some yeah, cellmates? I, had sing- I have had single cells. Did uh, you have cellmates on other times? Uh, do you know what? I have had cellmates as well, and I, I've had cellmates that I really, really wanted to choke. You know what I mean? What, what, can you give us a story of your cellmates? Um, I'll tell you what, I can tell you a funny story about this guy that I was locked up in Stafford. I was telling my missus the other day, this guy was about, he was about 20 stone, he was massive, he was like that, yeah? And um, he was just, it was his first time in prison, he'd never been in prison before, so he was like green as grass. And uh, really, I should have given him the bottom bunk, but I was like, I was fucking, you know what I mean, a bit of an ego, and I thought, fuck that, he can get on the top bunk. So he used to get on the top bunk with his wooden chair, you know, like his wooden school chairs, like a wooden flat thing there. So what I did is I got a lot of fucking cocos, cocoa butter and I put it all over the fucking thing yeah all over the you know all over the wooden seat yeah and we used to get up at like six in the morning for the server and he'd hang his feet over the bed he'd hang his feet over the bed and I'd be sat there and this is what did me I didn't have these fucking mouldy feet yeah and he'd put them in my feet he put them in my face and I thought you're not fucking doing that tomorrow so when he's gone to put his two feet on the chair he has just gone fuck off slips nearly broke his back yeah and he's like a beach whale on the floor with like just a pair of boxer shorts on all the floor I thought nearly killed him <laughs> nearly killed the poor guy That's you know funny, <laughs> his feet I've never seen anything like his feet just went from underneath him like a bag of shit it was just like a beach whale on the floor and then I realised I thought I could have killed that poor fucker what uh, was he in for? He was only in for something stupid, like fighting with his neighbour or something. You know, yeah. never been in jail before. First time in, quiet as a mouse, proper big guy, you know, but quiet, really nice guy. And I never tried to kill him. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> That's the kind of mentality I had. You know, I'll just like doing anything, any kind, anything stupid. Or another one that I used to do is I used to be I used to be the wing barber. And what I'd do with people that I used to have longer, I'd clip on the top of the head here. So I'd give them a ball patch here and they'd look like a fryer tuck or something. So they'd have all <laughs> on there. And then I'd fuck off with clippers, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a nasty bastard I were. So, uh, and you'd take the clippers and then they'd have half an haircut, do you know what I mean? Or I'd put a strike right there, fucking, you know. Just things to keep you happy, you know. How many different jobs did you have over the years? Um, do you know what? I've probably had about... Probably about 15 or 20 jobs from cleaning to... Cleaning was like one of my favourites, you know, you get out cleaning, because you're out all day, you can get onto the screws to get things done, get your private yeah. cash checks, um, see when your visits are. Um, painting, I've been a painter, I've been a barber, I've been a gardener, um, 
I've worked on a car wash outside of prison. I've worked in a I've worked in a restaurant. I've worked in the kitchen. Um, I've pretty much done everything that there is. You know what I mean? And what it, gardening it, did you have to do? I was at, when I was at Kurt Levington. I was a gardener. They had me when I first got my D cart. Uh, so to keep you close to the prison. Uh, what they do is they put you on gardening duty. Mm-hmm. So they're letting you out a little bit. They're giving you a bit of trust, but they're not letting you too far. So they let you out on the grounds around the prison. So, let you know so I'm tra- out like, picking, picking trading up. lead. Just yeah, 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 yeah. Actually Because I'd already absconded. I'd already absconded previously and done, done an abscond and gone uh, ended up getting pissed and then ended up running off with this nurse from uh, from the place that I'm working at. So that that was on that was on my uh, IPP sentence. So they had to recap me again. So when I got got the gardening job working uh, at Kurt Leviton, so that give you a bit of bit of leeway to get out, picking litter up, and then you're walking about outside, and then they give you a bit more trust, and it just works like that. Well, I mean, like you say, you get fresher. I, yeah. I personally, I like my food. I like yeah. being in the kitchens, mate. Yeah, yeah, got all the food, don't you? Yeah, yeah. You get, you, Come back, get the, yeah, stuff, the, thing, the cheese, cheese and stuff and like that. that. Yeah, just finding places to hide it, though, isn't it? Do you yeah. know what I mean? Well, when it was down, down, down east, like fucking, like Kirkham, not Kirkham, fucking. Um, Kirkham's not a bad jail, actually. It's a good jail. It's a big old jail. Atkinson, North Atkinson, North Lumberland, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's a there. big jail as well, yeah. And um, Home House. I home House, there. yeah, yeah. And they did have a thing there called Stotties. It's right. just like big balm cake. Really. Right, right. And they have a traditional is to put pea and ham on it. Right, pea and ham? Yeah, but. We'd put make big ham salad sandwiches and they were right. fucking huge, like yeah, big yeah, lids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you could carry them back. Right, you could have that as your, yeah, that, you was your that, that. that was your thing, weren't it? That yeah. was your, you know, your little, uh, your little uh, thing that you get from the kitchen and that. Yeah, I was, I've been in the kitchen at Strangeways as well. Uh, you have to get taken over there. You have to get took through the tunnel, took off the wing, escorted over there. You get over, and that was back in the day when you used to have like get like full breakfast and all that. Your little white hat, yeah, were you little white hat? Like, no, obviously, I, didn't, I wouldn't have had to wear one, would I? Haven't <laughs> <laughs> got any hair, have you? <laughs> well, I've seen guys with like fucking near be, uh, big fucking things on the beard. Yeah, well. it's just fucking it's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. Well, the thing is, you can be a lifer. Um, and you could be in for murder, and you, and they'd be like letting knives out and all sorts of shit. Like some of the knives they're letting out, I'm thinking, fucking hell, twelve inch carving knives. I think if he has a bad day, he's gonna set about. <laughs> I've seen it. You, you see them all numbered, and yeah, you they're all give numbered on tellys, aren't they? Like little chains all the yeah, way through. They don't, yeah, yeah, oh, thing, yeah. But once the guy's got it, he's got it. You know what I mean? But um, yeah, even like up to like category A prisons, they're still letting them knives out. You know they're not. You know what I mean? Yeah, you got. You think the easy way now? Yeah, they think they have these cardboard knives or carbon knives or yeah, because they can make them out of thing. You know, can't they? Can make them out of carbon and uh, cardboard. You know, the worst prison job I personally had is when I first got in Walton, and they put me in. Sewing, right? Doing, yeah. making shirts, mailbags and shit and like that. Mailbags, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's why I was in Lancaster Castle and I, I put me on sewing. And um, there was like, it, obviously, well, it's not like a proper made jail. So they put these rooms uh, wherever they can. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, Where, of course. Yeah, yeah. So you go up above the old cells that's in the keep. And they've got this little room and there's like five sewing machines in there, do you know what I mean? And that was it, yeah. Yeah, and I was just sat there thinking, I was just thinking, ah, oh, fucking shit, I'm made it? for this. It's <laughs> <laughs> absolutely shameless. Yeah, so I'm doing anything to get, there, get out of there, do you Kept know what I mean? Kept on catching my finger, things <laughs> yeah, going yeah, too yeah. fast. Putting like five apps a day in, do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. To get, to get yeah. on the survey, to get more, to get to the gym and all that, you know, because I just like, couldn't get the gym. I'd have the bottles in my cell and, you know, driving me fucking cellmate mad with all the bottles and all that. You know, you know, just anything to get a decent job. 
Did it get to the point where you had to make your own shanks? Yeah, uh, do you know I've never really had to do anything like that. Um, I've never really fingered. I've had batteries in a sock and stuff like that, and I had to pick pool balls up um, and then put them back down. But um, the thing, the thing with me is like obviously because I'm a big guy and all that. Um, there's always that thing that I might go over the top do you know what I mean and actually really really do some damage and end up killing somebody you'd rather do it with your fist wouldn't you yeah I'd rather do it with my fist do you know what I mean or yeah you can level it out that way a bit can't you yeah, way, yeah like. but a lot of people don't want to do that now, now do you know no, what I mean no. they want to use weapons you know especially inside um, you know, there's there's so much, so many things you can make weapons out of. It's unbelievable. It's you know? just yourselves, is that's why. Like I've seen boiling water. I've seen I've seen uh, oh. boiling ghee. I've seen boiling fat poured over somebody. I just strip the skin straight off him. You know, oh. I've uh, seen that with water you know, and sugar. Water and sugar and like with oil, like water and sugar must be painful. I can imagine, but oil, you know, boiling oil over somebody. You know, I just took the skin straight off him. Um, you know. Do you know what that was for? Just for a drug, that was just for a drug debt, you know, just for money, you know. You don't, you get into debt in some of these prisons and you don't pay them, you know. It's like all about face, isn't it, Sean? You know, it's just, yeah. You know, you, if someone owes you hundred quid and they're not going to pay you, um, all right, it's hundred quid, but other people, it's other people are going to start taking liberties with you, then aren't you? So you got to do something about it. You're an you easy know? target, aren't you? Yeah, you're an easy target. I've seen some of the worst things I've seen in jail. Uh, I've seen a guy get slashed down his face, opened his cheek up for a uh, half ounce of back here. Started off as a, an, an eighth, which was like, you get like an ounce packet, and then they cut them up into these deals. So the, the uh, half, uh, that quarter, quarter back here was supposed to be half ounce back. Yeah. So we did give it him back, and then it turned into an ounce. So it was all, all over about an ounce of back here. Slashed him all the way down the side of his face, opened his cheek right up, you know, and... Uh, that was in Stafford, and just and I was like, "What was all that about?" It was like over three at that time, three pounds of a backy. So what do we have to work out? Like, say you, you get know? him in little gold virginias like that, yeah, yeah. and you, you buy him half at the time. Yeah. Well, you buy when you go to the actual canteen, you buy him like full. But <laughs> when you've gone out through the week, it's normally the porters or whoever's doing the cleaning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put it through your door yeah, for yeah, you. A bit of backy. It's, yeah. yeah, it's half and yeah, get yeah, a full yeah, a bit one half back. back. Yeah. Which you normally you should be able to think you well, should be able to take that debt well, out. Stop board. smoking in prisons now, aren't they? Apparently, you're not allowed yeah. to smoke, are you? You imagine that getting locked up in court if you smoke and then going to going. I know it's just a recent thing, but I hate that way. Smuggling There's tobacco, a stress relief, like Robert. stress relief smoking, and then. Well, who would you imagine though? People would be just plugging it the same as the drugs. Oh, definitely. Can you imagine? We'll the probably get the same in, amount of money though. Back you know here, I mean? back, yeah, back here, we go through the roof. Want it to back yeah. here, like yeah, with a fortune. Well, the thing is, a lot, uh, you need to. Uh, I don't think you need to, but you need to smoke. You probably smoke it with a bit of backy, backy you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So I can imagine like the ambulances were like going through the roof, you know, because it was never tried that space. No, I've I've seen tried it when I was in Armley and I just I tried a couple of drags of it and I just thought, this is not for me, do you know what I mean? It's like literally smoking acid. I don't know if you've ever took acid, but it was like smoking acid and I was just like, where the fuck do you smoke this? A lethal. Oh, that's MBS. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mind body and soul. Smoking that, but like horrible it were. No, yeah, just instantly paranoid straight away. But it's absolutely flooded. Um and like when I was in open conditions, there was that um they used to call it meow meow, but they call it MCAT. But there was no test for that. And that's that is a lot like ecstasy. It's like ecstasy, cocaine and amphetamines together. Um, so when I've got to open conditions there's fucking loads of that about and you can't test it for it so there's no drug test for it ah, so right. everyone's getting away with it so I'm like right give me a bit of that do you know what I mean 
Okay, I always but, thought people would want to be like, cause I did up as two hours nah, in there, yeah. but you'd always think that oh, I, sh- I should be doing. I know when I was in Acklington, I was doing these things called Temajesics. Temis, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're just yeah, like yeah. twos yeah, or yeah, fours, yeah. you know what yeah, I mean? Twos or fours, yeah, they're quite popular. But they make you nice yeah. and sleepy, you yeah, make yeah. you get good sleep. The on. thing is, with, with tablets like that, they're all um, they're all screened for on, on, on fingers, on drug tests, so if you get caught, you're knackered. So like with these legalised, there were no there was no test for them. No, do you know the what I mean? was no. So that's why I used like to think GHB. Yeah, GHB. Mm, you can't come finger. up on anything. So I'd be up all night, absolutely off my box, fucking watching Paul wanking all night. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so ran by the end of the night. That's your love life though, when you're like yeah, you're prison, it, you're yeah. life, Do you know what I mean? Running around trying to get a pawn deal. You got some big skinhead coming in the show. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> get the worst of the worst pawn though. Do you know what I mean? Did like, you see our recent oh. YouTube video? Yeah, can, I watched can it, you yeah, wank yeah, in prison? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what? You can wank in prison, but you've got to time it just right. Yeah, got to time it Just after the last count. Um, I always remember getting caught when I was a young guy. Uh, was in you got Muslim. caught? Oh. I caught bang to rights. It was a dinner time, over dinner, and I uh, got some magazines. Back then, they had magazines. Yeah. Fucking pages stuck together, all DNA all over. Them. <laughs> 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 like a Reader's Wise or a Razzle or something. Fucking cool. So I got it, yeah. and I'm trying to rip the pages over to get a decent look, and I'm like, lie them all on bed, looking for all decent, uh, decent shots, you know what I mean, where they're all fucking just like... Uh, where you can still get a clear uh, view so I've got them all laid out in my bed and on bottom bunk so anyway we've got my pants down and all that I'm starting getting going and all that Next that cleavage will do that yeah one. that's it yeah. <laughs> that, that'll do all the dirty pictures all the dirty pictures all the smutty pictures and I'm just getting going and next thing the fucking flap just opened oh. like it's only a fucking female staff doing, oh. it, doing, an, doing an extra count at dinner time she went oh dirty man like yeah. I've never been so embarrassed pulled my pants up Come outside at dinner because uh, I'm on the server serving food and all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what I've done is come out. Wash my hands. So I, what I've done is come out and I didn't even wash my hands. So come out. <laughs> I didn't give a fuck about that. I come out and then I swapped my name tag with next doors. <laughs> didn't matter anyway because it had a fucking number of what. Um, yeah, yeah, got caught. Banks are right there. So they get to the point like Wildman said in the video oh. where you switch not just from left switch, to right, oh, but, but then you switch from going guy, that way to go that way. A guy that was facing me in Grendon and um, a guy, a, a lifer called Jimmy. And he he made this thing, yeah, I kid you not. And it was out of a bog roll tube, and it, it was uh, you get rubber glove. It was a blue rubber glove. Oh, a foofy. I don't know what it was. And he went, "Do you want that?" And he, he put fucking cream all over it. It was like a bog roll tube in a hole. Totally and I was roll. thinking, "You dirty bastard!" Do you know what I mean? He's like, "Do you want do you want to borrow it?" And all I was thinking, "Fuck that, man!" Do you know what I mean? But that's on another level, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? It's like um, it's like a fake vagina, I suppose, isn't it? You know, it's like it's like a fake vagina without the. F- I've known people with holes in the mattress and they put oh, the yeah. tube in and they made. The- of course, well, you know, it's like like a glove. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like yeah, yeah. I can imagine. Do you know what I mean? I've not. Do you know what? I'm, I've been. I had never done it myself, but I think I got to the fucking. I got to the part of like where you just like exhausted yourself of fucking memories after ten years. You know what I mean? <laughs> You're running around trying to get fucking palm mags with fucking. One of the best ones is just sit on your hand for ten minutes. Yeah, and sit use on that your hand for ten minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, use, I'll use your left hand or something. Yeah. Like that, yeah. Fucking hell. Eh? What yeah. about, um, was there any sex going on with prisoners and female staff? Oh, do you know what? When I was at Camp Hill, there was uh, a couple of incidents went on in uh, uh, my pal was knocking one of the screws off. Um, he, and do you know what? The funny thing is I got on it because um, I said to him, she came over one day, she went in a block facing and he's finished work, he's come on, this guy, and she's come on after him. And um, I'm just, just the interaction was a thing. You know, when you're in prison, your fucking observation, you're on everything. Yeah, you're you know on everything. I mean? You see anything yeah. that's changed or different, you think, hmm, okay. So I'm watching her, I interact with him, and I'm thinking, 
And he's fucking banging her, do you know what I mean? Because you could do in this jail, do you know what I mean? You could get away with it. It, weren't, it was a Category C prison. It was pretty open. And I, he came up at tea time and was like, you're fucking shagging. And he went, no, I'm not, no, I'm not like that. And I went, fucking right, you are. And he never said nothing, do you know what I mean? And then wow. the two days later, he just gave me the smile like that. And I thought, you silly cunt, that's how people get fucking caught, do you know what I mean? Yeah, like exactly. Telling people. But he worked the other one, this black kid. Oh, he, people get jealous? Yeah, yeah. He got jealous. And this other black kid, this black kid was there from London. And he was banging this other bird, this massive fat bird who was on education. She weren't really a screw. But he was banging her. She was coming on the wing. They were going upstairs doing the education talk. And he shut the door. And he was getting up to his old tricks in there with her. You know, it was just rife in there, you know. Fair place for a minute. Yeah. Another one of our most watched videos is... What happens to big guys in prison? Right, right. So how would you answer that? What happens to big guys in there? It just depends. I mean, um, as in what way, though, Sean? Well, like, if you're a big guy going in, yeah. are you targeted? Oh, right, are people okay. trying to make the reputation off you? Or, being big, <laughs> does that put people off having a go? Um, I, suppose, I, I suppose, really, that's all about reputation. I mean, if you go in there and you've got a bit of a reputation and um, somebody wants to get a reputation for themselves... Uh, then you might be in a bit of trouble. Do you know what I mean? They might want to um, do something to get a name for themselves. You know, they might um, want to do you know, do you some harm. Did you experience that? Uh, do you know what I did? I have experienced it. Um, I have experienced that with with people um, wanting to get a name for themselves um, by attacking you and stuff like that. Obviously, when you get a name and you're in the prison system and people know who you are. Um, you just, you know, it's all about thingy in there, and it? it's all about getting a badge and, you know, moving up ranks and people getting a name for themselves, and it's all about fear and it's all about intimidation. Um, I've had a couple of experiences where, you know, I've had incidents with people uh, in prison where it's just been over nothing, been fights over nothing, or there's been some sort of interac- interaction, you know, where they've just been trying to get a name for themselves, you know, it's just. And did that end up? With a fight then, those situations? Uh, one ended up in a fight, one ended up with a dumbbell. I ended up with a dumbbell inside of my head. Another kid ended up with a dumbbell in his side of his head. That wasn't even me, That was, my pal did it. I, I, that was over cleaning the fucking floor in, in uh, the gym. Cleaning the floor, little argument, got out of hand. Um, and that's why I'm saying, never judge a book by its cover. This guy was only about that big, but fuck me. You want it clean in the gym, don't you? What's that? You want it clean or nice yeah, and clean? Yeah, you want it nice and clean, so... Yeah. Um, yeah, never judge a book by its cover. Um, so I ended up having a fight with him. I ended up going through my legs. My mate ended up picking a dumbbell and sticking it clean over the head and he nearly <laughs> killed him. Do you know what I mean? You'd I, was like, like that, I was like, I was, but he nearly, do you know what I mean? I was like, lad, that was a bit too much. Do you know what I mean? Ended up wigging him, put 40 stitches in his head or something and ended up going, you know, it's just, you can, you, if you're a big guy, you can get, um, you can get troubled. Do you know what I mean? You get, but most times you just get left alone, Sean. Do you know what I mean? That's why. You handle yourself. You know why? Because prisons full of uh, prisons full of predators. You know, yeah. always waiting to prey on somebody. If, pri- if people see somebody there, prisoners see somebody that are vulnerable and weak, they will fucking exploit you and they'll be all over you. If you see someone that's big who looks the part, who can look after himself, will leave you alone. Do you know what I mean? It's all, you know, because we're, we're all in there for committing crimes. You know, we're all in there for doing things to people so we're always looking for I always think in jail it's you either be bullied you're either a bully or you're being bullied you know what I mean it's 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 just like that you know so young people watching this then what prison survival advice would you give them if any of them were heading um I think you know one of the biggest things you could do is keep yourself to yourself Sean you know is go in there um 
keep yourself to yourself. Don't talk to people. Don't be loud in front of people. Um, don't tell people what you've got. Don't, you know what I mean? Don't be one of these pretend millionaires. Oh, I've got a millionaire. I'm a millionaire outside and all that old chestnut, yeah? Just keep your mouth shut. Keep yourself to yourself and you'll always be all right. Don't get drugs off anybody. Don't borrow anything off anybody. Um, you know, and yeah, you'll be fine. You know, if you work like that, long as you, when people start getting into drugs in jail, Sean, that's it. That's when they start to fuck up. And don't gamble as well. Yeah, don't gamble because that can thing. You can see people with cards and that. People with cards are gambling on the wing, and you can just easily get in there. And before yeah. you know it, you're in debt. You know, and only starts off at ten twenty p a game as well. Gambling's one of the worst addictions. Yeah, gambling's one of the worst addictions. It is worse than drugs. Gambling, because there's no limit. You know, to gambling, there's no limit. Drugs, you can only take so many drugs in a day, and you'd probably be out of it. Gambling, there's no limit to gambling. Do you know what I mean? Once you're down so much, you're trying to chase it. Yeah, yeah. So, like, in your first time in jail, keep yourself to yourself. If anybody says anything to you, then front them out straight away. Because nine times out of ten, it'll just be it'll just be bravado by somebody, you know. Because the jail's full of bullies, Sean, you know, like yourself, you know. So yeah. if they call you out, you say in front of them out, go yeah. in the cell and just have a fist fight. Is Definitely, that, yeah. front of them out. Yeah. I don't even think nine times out of ten it'd even get there. You wouldn't even get to a fist fight because I think ninety percent of guys in jail have probably never had a fucking fight in their life anyway. No. But you'll get the one percent, and you get like so between the one and ten percent that have actually been brought up can actually fight and look after themselves. And they're the kind of guys that are quiet. They're the guys that will you won't even know. You'd be sat next to them, you're thinking they'll just be quiet, and the next thinking just when they want to turn it on, they'll just turn it on. But they say the, the, the what, empty vessels are the loudest, do you know what yeah. I mean? That's a true saying, and you it's know? it's not even big guys, it could be small little Listen, guys, it could be shit on it. Yeah, yeah, just think it, you know. Boxing. You don't know, do you? Never judge a book by its cover, no. you know. It doesn't matter. Just because a big guy's a big guy, you get you get a tap in the ballots, you're going down, you know. It doesn't, you know, little guys have got a lot to prove. And, you, and little guys are probably, little guys are the ones that have been bullied all their life by bigger guys, yeah. aren't they? Do you know what yeah, I mean? Exactly. This is why they get little yeah, man little syndrome. Guys <laughs> yeah, do you know exactly, what I mean? Yeah. Or, you know, oh, you know. I can just imagine, I can just like think of the comments now, you know, Sean's got another Rex Baldy on, I've got another Baldy on, like, you know what I mean? Where's the fat man? <laughs> Where's the fat man? When are you going to get somebody with hair on, do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so a young person going in then, yeah. what about advice dealing with guards and staff? Oh, dealing with staff. Uh, my take on that is just to be friendly me, I, and that's what I was, I was just friendly to staff. I got on with staff, um, and it made my time a lot easier. I never ever got into any difficulties with them, um, because I just I just think that's just a one way ticket just to doing hard time, Sean. Do you know what I mean? There's two ways you can do your time. You can do it easy. You can do it hard. Um, and you can have your time made hard um, by prison staff. You know they don't have to assault you or thingy, but they can make your time difficult. You know. If you start gobbling with them, of course, they've got the power to do that. You've got you to know? start tossing your cell yeah, you know, spinning you. Know I mean? you uh, they can make you late for your visit. They can exactly. do. You've got. You know, they're all connected, or they could have friends in reception, and you could have some property handed in, and they can delay that. They can. There's tricks they can do to play on the mind. You know, right. they're not. Of course, you know, if you want a thingy. But my take is just. Uh, it's just get on with them, you know, Stay the best you can. To you, be respectful. To yeah, them. I've met a lot of people, a lot, a lot of prison officers that I that I would I would go for a pint with, definitely. Do you know what I mean? I would rather talk to them than some of the cretins that I've met in jail. You know, yeah. I would a hundred percent. You know, jail millionaires that ain't got a pot to piss in, that um, that are gangsters outside, that are, you know, in for beating the misses up. Do you know what I mean? Like jail's full of them. Um, and so I'd rather talk to a prison officer half the time even if you get called a snitch you know which I have been called a few times but do you know what 
You're going to say, gonna, say it to my face, which they don't, you know. I was going to say, when you said friendly, there's yeah. got to be somewhere you've got to draw the line. Yeah. Because my attitude was, if, if the more you expose yourself to anything, the more it can harm you. Right, right. So I minimised exposure. Right, right. But if I was dealing with the guards, I'd just, like, answer them politely, respectfully, mm, but mm. not really engaged. You don't, be, right, you yeah, don't be on right. your own and have them sat on your bed, like... I was showing a brownie. Yeah. Showing a brownie. I got friends with one guy who was, um, was a member of staff and he was into bodybuilding and training and stuff like that. And um, I, when I was working in the, seg, in the seg, he was working there. So we got chatting about stuff and all that and he's telling me he'd been on steroids and all this kind of stuff. Just blah, blah, blah. So anyway... Um, one day I'm on the wing and the next wing he comes down to the wing with a fucking bodybuilding magazine right in front of everybody but what now is security he's, moved up, he's moved up from the seg he's on security he's fucking men in black do you know what I mean he's come down and he's in front of everybody he's like yeah Dan I've got this fucking bodybuilding mag I'm like oh my god fucking hell don't do that to me do you know what I mean yeah. he's coming me selling everything he's giving me the magazine <laughs> you know. but I'm just used to chatting with him down the segregation unit just you know just talking about life and stuff you know about family and that and he's come down to give me this mag being nice he should have known better though shouldn't he really? he did you should have done but he didn't and he I had to pull him and I said listen Chris you can't do that you know you can't come to the wing and do stuff like that do you know what I mean people are going to start talking yeah, yeah. you know he, did, he was being nice about so he was a nice enough guy actually no he was sound I mean? he was he was sound you know he was alright you know during my time I'd rather get on with them than some of the like I said some of the cretins you know well, at least they're real, aren't they? Yeah, that's the thing. You're talking about real things. I'm not talking about yeah, people burgling people's houses. And I don't want to know about robbing people's houses. You know what I mean? I don't want to know. I, I never talked about my crimes when I was in prison. You get people talking about the crimes and what they're doing. All I was never. Do, I never talked about my crimes ever with anybody um, in any real depth. You know what I mean? People knew. What well, you know? I worked one for talking about burgling houses and you know stealing cars and you know and glorifying it and all that. You know. Just um, you don't know. Do you're you? gonna get snitches then. Just yeah, yeah, putting course. you in for so they can get the sentences reduced. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, yeah. Course, stealing yeah. crimes is a bit of yeah. crime. They, yeah. they get the insurance back on it. What's so that? Stealing cars. Stealing cars. It's like a victimless crime, isn't it? Really? <laughs> oh, don't say that. Comment <laughs> section's gonna go. Wildman's opinions represent wildman. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh let's get the car, Rob. Get the insurance. Oh my god. I can just see the comments now going. As long as my car's still there when we yeah, come out. <laughs> so if you're, if you're a young person coming in then, there's this peer pressure for taking the drugs. Yeah. How easy is it for a young person to resist that, to stay off the drugs uh, in prison? Do you know what? It's not, it's not, it's, it's not easy at all. Um, because if you've, if you've been, um, say you've had a drug problem or you've been smoking or whatever and you go into prison... You know, it's just rife in there, you know, and people are willing to give it to you to get you to to get you in debt because they want you in your pocket, you know what I mean? They want you uh they want to get control of you, do you know what I mean? They want your canteen, they want your money. So they'll pretty much give you what you want and then get you in debt. Or they um, might want a big boy in the corner too to yeah, go and collect yeah, money for them. You know what I mean? You know I always have a big boy to go and collect, yeah. collect all the debts and stuff like that, you know, go and collect the canteen on a Friday or whatever it is. Um but it's unavoidable in prison, you know. I mean Apart from locking yourself in your cell and keeping aware, it's pretty much in your face all the time. You have to have some strong, serious, strong willpower, you know. Serious, strong willpower. And I mean, I didn't, you know, for quite a long time I was using drugs in jail, um, you know, and until I got to the stage where I was just like uh, getting positive drug tests. I got positive, I ended up getting about uh, 15 E's off this guy one day coming from Crown Court. 
obviously when you're coming from court you know you're getting sentenced so yeah. he got a parcel and plugged it mm-hmm. so he fucking brought about 100 pills in with him and an ounce of weed and loads of other shit so I'm on I'm on uh, reception me so I got talking to him so as soon as he tells me he's, he's he's come from court and he's been sentenced I know he's got something yeah, yeah, yeah. so I'm like blah 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 he's like yeah I've got a lot of fucking pills and all I was like sort me some out I'll give you some back blah 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 so I ended up getting like 20 years and I absolutely ate on my face yeah. it took about five Slide on my bed, fucking space cadetted, and then the next morning, the um, the uh, security have come through. Now I've got a tube, a tube, a, a toothpaste on the side that I've got with piss in it. So when I get a piss test, I can think it. But I didn't oh, have yeah. it on me. It was on the windowsill. Yeah. So they've come in. They fucking found the tube of piss, aren't they? And obviously thought, right, he's up to something. Because why would he have this? I'm still absolutely off my off my face off these pills. So they're taking me down now for a strip search. I fucking took my clothes off, my fucking jaws all over the place, <laughs> gurning my back out. I couldn't even stand up straight. I swear to God, my fucking cock was about that big. Yeah, <laughs> that was the worst thing about it. Yeah, I'm trying yeah. to have a piss. Yeah, I'm fucking like a little air shrinkage. And the watching, shrinkage. You don't help watching. And he's like watching me like that. There's a big mirror like that. And I swear to God, I'm, it was like a little acorn. I was like, Fuck, you know. And I, just, and I was like, he went and he was like, "Have you had something?" I was, and I had to, I had to tell him because the test yeah. was going to come back anyway. And yeah, he went, he went, "What the fuck have you had?" And I was like, "I've had a lot of ecstasy." I went, Can you? I said, "Listen," I said, "I'm struggling to piss." He was like, "Right, all right, I'll give you a bit of privacy." But fucking hell, the test test ended up coming back positive. MDMA, MDA, and amphetamine. So I ended up getting fucking done for all that. Oh my god, yeah, but trying to piss when I was off like, off my face. Well at least you know there were decent pills though. Well the worst thing about it because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I had I still had five in my pocket and I knew I was gonna get strip search on the way down there. Yeah. And I thought, fuck me, they're gonna catch me with these five. I thought, no, fuck it. So on the way down to the drug test, I've had the five, aren't I? So when I've got in there, I've already been up all night and I've just had another five. Like, <laughs> third degree guns, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> oh my God, yeah. So it's no wonder I couldn't get my hat together. I've been that high when I've tried to piss in the fucking bar. Oh, horrible. Me, me piss has just gone that fucking way. Yeah. So what little bit of piss I could get yeah, didn't yeah, even like, get, get in like, the bottle, you know what I mean? You have to piss in a cup and you have to get like 50 mil and you've got a big mirror above you. You've got like a massive mirror above you. It's like a, something you get in a supermarket and you've got a guard here and you've got another guard doing the paperwork and there's no music, there's nothing, and you've got a stud stand there, and he's watching you with your cock out, and you've just got a piss, and they're like, I can't do it with me. <laughs> to give you a certain time, I think in America... You've got five hours or something. You, yeah, yeah, to give you like an hour. You go there, and you like little cups even, of water. Yeah. But you might have just been in the toilet, sometimes you just can't piss, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. They're Peter gazing. Yeah, and they're just yeah, like, yeah, they're yeah. looking over looking like that. Yeah, yeah. I used to get on trying to tap on, put some music and all, just talk. I said, will you please talk? Yeah. You know, there's a silence, like... Or even let the, like the tap drip a bit yeah. or something. It's the thought of them watching you with your cock out, innit? Put it's your balls like, under cold water. You know, getting searched and making you lift your bollocks up and fucking bend over and, you know, I just... So if you can't piss in the UK, is that an automatic fail? Oh, like in yeah, America? straight away. It's automatic. Yeah. You're getting done and um, you're getting a nicking straight away because then they're saying, we don't know what you've got in your system and you're trying to hide it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get five hours and you get an extra hour if the nurse says your finger. Um, so I had difficulties all the time. Mate. Every time I went for a piss test, mate, I couldn't I couldn't piss. I was there for hours just trying to piss in, some, in front of somebody. I don't know if you've ever been to the toilet or a cubicle or whatever. Someone's next to you. 
you know, but when a prison officer, after a full stretch search, is allowed you to lift your bollocks up and open your ass cheeks, and there's a shopping fucking mirror in front of you, watching your cock, try and piss, do you know what I mean? And you don't yeah. want to fucking... While you're, while you're you off don't your know butt. about it, so you've got no warning. Yeah, you don't know warning. Cause they're all surprised, yeah. aren't they? They just jump on you, they just knock, knock in the morning, you know? Yeah. Oh, so I used to start filling myself full of water, you know what I mean, after that, so I could... Piss. Go. So I'd be walking around, tanked up with water, because you could get away with it by drinking water. So if you're a failure in the UK, what privileges do you lose? Uh, if you fail, you go straight on basic. And basic, uh, basic is um, you get no visits, you're locked up. Um, no you don't, yeah, you get no canteen. You get what you do, you get like two fifty canteen. Oh. You get two pound fifty canteen. It's just to give you access to the phone and stuff yeah. like that. Um, you get restricted exercise, restricted association. Um, everything's restricted you know it is literally you get no TV so uh, you're just in your cell you can have a radio I think you can have like a cheap radio and you're just locked off all the time really it's just like going back to the 90s really that's all it is basically go back going back to the 90s with an old radio like. same in America but what yeah. the worst of the American was they'd actually take your fan from you oh uh, you're yeah, in the yeah, fucking yeah, desert yeah, for yeah, 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 what I'm watching you guys are absolutely red mm. hot fucking hell absolutely burning hot I've seen documentaries about it it's just absolutely Arizona is like you're saying one of the hottest places isn't it you know 50 degrees or something you were saying yeah almost 50 in the summer yeah, yeah. We're selling yeah. It. Uh, when cheese starts to melt that tells you something done it you know you know, it's, um, that is like you know our graft in it. Cheese was like orange juice, wasn't was it? Oil on it. Oil, was yeah. Still, yeah, yeah. Just we didn't like oil on the windowsill. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a different ball game over there, isn't it? You know, it's a total different ball game altogether. So, what gave you the strength to get off the drugs? Um, I think, I think the thought of that like, I was never going to get out and I was never going to see my kids again and I was just going to get old in jail and I was just going to die. One of my biggest fears was I going to die. I was going to die in jail. That I was going to get cancer. And I was going to die, and I was never going to have a life for myself. Um, that, because, you, because you had this indeterminate yeah. sentence, then it wasn't yeah. guaranteed you would ever get out. Oh no, I, I, I didn't even realise what when I got sentenced. Uh, nobody even knew what had gone on with the sentencing. I thought I'd just got eight years, but I didn't. I ended up getting four years IPP, uh, which was the eight years cut in half, and then I added, added a life tariff on. So nobody really knew what the fuck was going on, you know. Um, so I got this sentence and it basically it's like 99 years on the computer uh, so when I found out when I found out that I've got like 99 years on the computer and I've got a live tariff my head just went because I didn't have that, a release I didn't have a release date you know I hadn't murdered anybody I hadn't raped anybody yeah I'd, I'd, I'd done two robberies but you know I never physically hurt anybody do you know what I mean and I've ended up getting a life sentence a bit harsh like isn't it it was a bit harsh but and they changed the sentencing after that and I wouldn't have got it I, yeah. I got I, I just like I fell unlucky that's why I got IPP uh, my violence and my robberies are most, mostly instrumental do you know what I mean so um, so getting back to what you're saying I was like on the wing and I was thinking I'm going to get old I maybe die in prison you know, what are you going to do? You know, are you, are you genuinely going to sort yourself out? Are you just going to talk shit all your life? Um, and I met a guy called Ian McLaughlin. And that's a funny, that's another funny story. He's, he ended up killing somebody on a fucking home leave. And it was him. He said to me, he'd been at Grendon. Um, I was, he was at Grendon TC. And he said, why don't you do something? Why don't you sort yourself out? Get some therapy. See what's going on in that nut of yours and try and work it all out. And he was the one that put me onto the TC. Uh, What's a TC? Uh, therapeutic community. So I went to the TC at Grendon, therapeutic community at Grendon. Uh, so we do groups in there. It's like a, a, a group therapy. You all sit in a group and you talk about um, your issues and stuff like that. You talk about your past. 
Um, and you basically what you do is you go back to the beginning and you start to unpick everything uh, at pivotal points in your, in, in your past where things happen, traumatic, traumatic incidents and, and stuff like that. Um, so you talk about your childhood all the way through to your offending. Uh, to try and get some real deep understanding of where it all went wrong, Sean, you know? Um, well, from there you could figure it out roughly, couldn't you? If you yeah. went back... And yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that spot is where I started doing yeah, this. Yeah, started doing yeah definitely, that. yeah. You yeah. know, a lot, of, a lot of it for me was uh, triggered around my brother's death and when my family split up, uh, you know, uh, obviously my mum had a... When my brother died, my mum had a breakdown, she had a, a mental breakdown and she blamed me for my brother's death. Um, she wanted someone to blame and she blamed me. She used to say... Oh. She didn't mean that. No, she, she didn't mean that at the time, but I didn't know angry. that. I was 10, you know? Yeah, 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 being yeah. 10 year old and being told that you're responsible for your brother's death, um, you know, you didn't... You know, I, was like, I didn't know. She used to get drunk and stand over me and accuse me and I didn't realise what were going, really what was going on, but all that had a massive effect on me, you know? Yeah, it would do. Even in my relationships as, a, as an adult man, I always thought that, you know, I was, I was going to be left, I was going to be left and abandoned, and, you know, I always had this feeling that I was always going to be abandoned, and now that was all linked to my drug use and uh, my offending, you know? It was, um, but that was a turning point for me. When I went to that prison, it was a, it was a turning point. Uh, I would say it, it changed my life in some ways, you know? I got a, a deep understanding um, of what of where I've been going wrong, and um, you know I put to, I put to rest some um, you know some serious demons. I say, Sean, you know some serious demons. It's good to hear you had a positive experience with some of the staff. Yeah, very positive experience. I mean, not just in not just at Grendon, but uh, other prisons. I've been quite lucky like that. Um, I've only ever bumped into two prison officers that I was set, that I've said to myself, I fucking love to see you outside. Just two out of all the time in jail, you know. What had they done? Uh, well, what, one was when I was escaped from the hospital and I went to see my mum. Uh, we ended up back in stripes and I was in Preston and um, I was only allowed out. Um, I, I wasn't allowed out at all unless I got doubled up with somebody. So what I did is I started scratching my wrist because I knew that if I was classed as self-harm, that I would be doubled up and the cell door would get left open. Yeah. So that would give me access to get out to bring my mum, do you know what I mean? Uh, so that's what I did I manipulated the system but I did it so I could talk to my mum she was dying so I got padded up with this guy and I did all that and anyway we're getting out and I was in the phone box and I was in my stripes I was in it's like um, for stripes it's like it's like once you've escaped they put you in this um, suit it's like um, it's like a blue and yellow striped jumper or whatever stand out from everybody else yeah. so I'm in the phone box and I'm talking to my mum and this screw from Preston he come in and he just ripped the door open, he just ripped the phone right out of my hand and fucking slammed it down and said, you shouldn't be out, do you know what I mean? Cheeky bastard. Obviously, I'm a, there's a lot of emotions going on, do you know yeah, what I mean? I'm thinking, I'd fucking mad. love to chalk you, do you know what I mean? And um, I don't know, I just kept my head about it, but, yeah, I ended up going back in the cell. That could have easily been more time. Oh, yeah, be. definitely. I could have, the things that were going through my head, you I could thought, have gone for him there and Yeah, then. definitely. Just in that moment, you know, because my mum, you could hear her voice and she was appalling. It was very emotive, do you know what I mean? And, it, and you just come in, like, not just like nothing, just cold as ice, rip the phone out of my hand, no, no asking anything, just like, bam, phone down, cell, you know? So, so you're at the end of the stretch now, you're um, yeah. reflecting, you're countering your demons, mm. and what are you thinking about what's going to happen when you get released? Um, How are you going to stay away from crime? Um, that that was the the thing about stay. Uh, I wanted to move away, you know. When I got out, I wanted to move away from where I was. Yeah. Because I thought if I move away uh, from where um, my old friends and um, you know old associates and stuff like that, uh, yeah. people are not going to ask me to do something. I might not fall fall back in with it. 
Um, so my plan was to move away, uh, to move out of my area. But I was forced to come back to my area, you know. I were, when I got paroled, I was forced to come back there because my children are there. They said that I needed to bond with my children. That was an issue that I needed to bond with them. Uh, because I couldn't bond with them, I fucking spent no time with them. Do you know what I mean? I didn't know them. I've been in jail for fucking twelve years. Yeah. And how do you, how can you bond with a kid on a visit? You know, you can't. So um, they said that was an issue, and I needed to address that. And so that's what brought me back to the area. You know, so that brings a lot of feelings back up of all the past. You know, all your friends. You know, people still being about. Um, I couldn't get a job. Nobody had touched me with a job, and nobody's willing to give you the chance. You know, it's just you've got all the qualifications. You've kept your head down. You've worked. I worked hard. You know, I worked really hard in prison. I worked so hard. I, d- I just really, really wanted to change my life. Um, really wanted to turn it around. Uh, not just talking the talk or giving lip service. I was serious about it. Uh, so I did all the qualifications and I did stuff to get a job. So I'm thinking when I get out, I'm going to get employment. But Instead of beating your head against a brick wall. And I get get out and it's just like, um, you have to disclose your past. Can you? I'm like, yeah, I've been in prison. They're like, yeah, okay. And you're like, I've been in prison for like arm robbery. Um, well, we'll have to get back to you on that one. Do you know what I mean? I'm thinking, you know, oh, that well, you know, and that happened and it kept happening, it kept happening. And I ended up getting depressed. You know, I yeah. got depressed ended up on medication and I just thought there's nothing out here for me I'm not going to get a job uh, I'm never going to be anything uh, I'm just going to go back to offending and I thought do you know what before I go back to offending I'm going back to jail and that's what I did I went back and handed myself in sorted myself I got back here and if it wasn't for my dad I wouldn't have got a job yeah my dad right. employed me you know what I mean right right you that's what I mean. You look, you know, someone's took you on. You, you need know? some. You need, you need some somebody self. that knows you. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You need somebody that knows you. That's going to stand on for you. Because most people are just you just see these convictions, you know, in front of them. You see it in black and white. They don't know you as a person. They don't know what you've been through. Um, but you know, um, you're probably not not willing to give you a chance. And that's what happened. You know, you need so a I'm, mate or family member. Yeah, who's... yeah. So that's why I started going to college. I ended up going to college and doing plastering because I, because I, I couldn't get any jobs. So I thought the best thing to do for me is to go to college, is to learn plastering, is to get self-employed to be yeah. a plasterer. So that's what I did. To tell you yeah. what, just look, we do the kitchens and right. like we have the same group of people because once you've done kitchens, you always want a plaster coming in right. and doing. We have and the electricians. We use the same ones all the time. Right. And this plaster is just like it's hard to get in with Apparently just booked within two weeks because a good plaster is hard to find. Yeah, very hard to find. Yeah. Yeah, it's a skill. It is a skill. Yeah, it is a skill. It's hard, you know. I've, you know, I've done a bit of work and it's 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 very hard. It's it, you know, it's rewarding though. You know, I was I was lucky that I went to a college and uh, the tutor knew about me and he was absolutely good as gold. You know, he was absolutely and he retires this year and it's sad really, but um, yeah, I really enjoyed the first years in you know doing that. It's just because that's the only way that I'm ever going to get anything. I'm not going to get any work apart from that. So no, no one's going to. No, you don't have to disclose anything, do you? So no, no, I don't have to disclose anything. <laughs> that's no. the best thing about it. You know, I can work for myself. I can earn my own money. No one can tell me what to do. Yeah. Um, and yeah. So how many years have you been off the drugs now? Um, probably about about two and a half years now. Two and a half years fuller. Um, by Christmas, this Christmas time, all that was a bit of a bit of a mad one. Do you know what I mean? You know, I went out partying at Christmas time. Ended up getting a positive drug test for cocaine. So yeah, put me back to high risk straight away. You know, I was low uh, medium risk, and then the drug test put me back to high risk. 
So, yeah, but like for full on uh, using drugs, no, no, not at all, no. So, if they got you for the crime now, they could potentially put you back and you'd have to do 99, <coughs> finish the 99 years. Uh, no, uh, no if, if I was locked up, then it's 99 years. Uh, it's 99 years till parole. Yeah. Uh, so they can keep me in every, any year till 99 but on release the difference is with his sentence is 10 years so I've got a 10 year licence yeah. so I've got 7 years left of that licence now which I'm trying to get a, I'm going to get appealed uh, soon because I've been I've been out um, at my last review there's no uh, information or intelligence about offending I've been at college I've kept my head down um, I've had a couple of blips since I've been out, but that, I think that's kind of expected. You're not going to get yeah. out of jail after doing 13 years no, um, yeah. and, and not have a couple of uh, little uh, blips. You know what I mean? It's not. It's just unrealistic. Yeah. And what's your fitness program these days? Uh, I go to the gym. I'm nearly in there every day. You know, training. I do like split circuits. Uh, do training uh, like normal bench, uh, arms, shoulders, uh, and then I do a circuit on top. Where I do like uh, st- I get two steps together, you get these two Reebok steps, like all Reebok steps. I get like a big sandbag on my thing. It's like a rugby training bag. It's like twenty five kilo. I get that on my back and do some step ups, and then it, I'll do like twenty step ups, put it down, and then I'll get on my bar, do a set on the bar, and I'll just rotate like that between mm-hmm. that. I think that's the thing that's kept my head together, Sean. I was going to say that natural yeah. high, the endorphins yeah, yeah. cascade. Yeah, definitely, yeah, yeah. That seems to have replaced yeah. the other stuff. Definitely, yeah. I did a lot of running when I was in prison. Um, that was one of the reasons. You know, I just I just started getting into running. Um, I don't know if anyone's ever been into running proper, but you like get go running and put music on and all. Like, really, it is something else. You know, it's uh, it is very addictive. Well, look, man, I just want to congratulate you, Danny, on turning no your life around. You. No yeah, me and too. Me too. No all these you. people watching this out there, you know, put your comments below the video. Let us know what you think of Danny's story. If you've got questions for him, put them below the video. Is there any way? people out there can help you in your life with what you're doing now um i mean they can get in touch i've got my email address if they want to get email me right um what what kind of help would uh suit you um a plastering job, work a, a plastering work yeah. <laughs> <laughs> plastering work yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, or a job yeah a job <laughs> something i mean what uh, area of the country then uh rochdale manchester okay yeah rochdale manchester so if anyone's in the rochdale yeah, manchester area yeah. he plastered a plaster or a kitchen destroyer. Rebuild that. Rebuild that. Kitchen destroyer. I'm the one who said the car. Thanks a lot. Pleasure to meet you. Pleasure to meet you, wild man, as well. Honestly.